The Jack of All Nerds is recorded by a live studio audience. Making your way in the world today. It's electroshock therapy time. <laughs> Wakanda forever and never to part. Wakanda forever, it's true. You puny rangers, make my monster grow! Whoa, Rita's a man? Welcome back to more cooking with Bane. Grilling is your ally. Now's not the time to sear. That comes later. You've been listening to the G Spot, where we play nothing but Kenny G classics for a two-hour block of time. Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. On with the show. Hello and welcome to the Jack of All Nerd Show. <laughs> At NerdBot Studios in Alhambra, California, I'm Jack Walter. It's Michael Maxwell. Joining me, as always, Mr. Derek Murray. Hey! And the guy who can't get the soundboard right, Mr. Danny Anthony. I just pushed the button. <laughs> this is why he's not on camera, people. Stop your free Danny campaign. Uh, thank you all for letting us know about the sound issue before, and... Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, anyway, I, someone says it's still low, someone else says loud and clear, so I don't know who to believe. <laughs> oh, damn. damn! Shots fired! Shots Coming after fired. you, Shibu! Anyway, uh, tonight on the show, guys, coming up a little bit later, we're going to be talking about Luke Cage Season 2. Yep. And uh, so if you haven't seen it, uh, you may want to tune out when we get to that point, because we will be talking about spoilers, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but before that, we got a bunch of current event stuff to talk about. Star Wars, uh, Jurassic World, more, Marvel, more, more Star Wars, more Star Wars, all <laughs> kinds of stuff to talk about. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's get into the people that allow us to be here, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Talking about the sponsors, everybody. First up, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Just for you. Thank you. Just for you. <laughs> Thank you. Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse, it's the sweet one. Has nightly food specials, drink specials. I should try it once just not acknowledging you. <laughs> just like power through, like you didn't, you're not even there. <laughs> uh, nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, pub trivia, karaoke, all kinds of good stuff. For more information, visit facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. Roadhouse, little sweet doing the sponsors. So check out, <laughs> check out The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. Enjoy a fabulous four course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. Uh, if you live in the United States, odds are. There's a dinner detective near you. Yep. I should know because I just flew six hours from New Haven <laughs> where I opened up a new location this last weekend. Yeah. And I got to tell you, New Haven is beautiful. Like, I had no idea. There's this thing called history. <laughs> Wait, we have, we have that? And, and it exists. It exists on the East Coast. Also, big fuck-off spiders inside rental cars on windshields. Well, 
That's it, why I will never go to New Haven. It, try, it did try to murder us as we were driving oh, in the dark. Yeah, no, I would I, no. That, that's but where see, I sign off. Fortunately, when it comes to spiders, I'm like the mighty T-Rex in that my vision's based on movement. So, <laughs> I, I saw it. Like, the guy who was driving didn't see it, and I was like, I, the, the, the wipers kept, like, intermittently coming on and off, like they were just doing their own thing. Yeah. And one time it wiped past something, and I was like, is there a fucking spider on the windshield? And I was like, no, that's inside the car. <laughs> and then he was like, where? And then I was like, it's right fucking in front of you. And so he's like, somebody give me something to kill it with. And someone gave him a shoe, and he missed. Ooh. He fucking missed. And so then I'm trying to track the spider using its reflection <laughs> in the windshield. And it, st- it must have sensed my fear because it started crawling towards me. I did finally kill the thing, but Jesus Christ. Once it pulled the floor out, I did, I, like, hey, what are you I felt like the hunter uh, with the raptors. In the, like when it came around the side, I was like, clever girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's, you, you don't miss. That's the, that's the key. If you're going in with a shoe, that's a, you get one shot yeah. and that's it. Yeah, you don't get all lacking. He was just like, Oh, I missed. I think I missed it. And I was like, don't do that. You're driving. Like, come on now. But I didn't miss. And I left it like a trophy. For the next people. Yes. Yes, I did. Anyway, so, yeah. Yeah. Dinner Detective. Yeah. Go to dinnerdetective.com for more information. And if you're purchasing tickets for the Claremont, California location or the Jacksonville, Florida location, use the promo code CRIME. Get a five dollar discount. Five percent, ten percent, ten percent, twenty. What's correct? Ten <laughs> percent discount. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm going on like three hours of sleep right now. Okay, we can do this. Also, guys, check out Four Color Fantasies comic book store located in Rancho Cucamonga, California. For more information, visit fourcolorfantasies.com or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash four cf rancho. Uh, it's a great store, guys. They do a lot of cool events, uh, a lot of signings uh, with artists and writers from comic books they do a lot of private movie screenings and stuff like that they'll have a couple screenings coming up for Venom and I almost choked on my water Aquaman yeah, yeah. my man and we'll reluctantly do that I know I'm not excited about either one of those <laughs> alright so now I am getting see I'm still getting I'm getting another comment from someone else that says that uh, me and Derek our mics are off or real low Sun's getting real low. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I definitely sound louder in my headset now. Yeah. I mean, I can hear me, but I don't, I don't think I need to. Alright. Well, continue to update us on the audio, guys, because Danny's having issues. So. It's not us. Yes. Uh, anyway. Is that, that's sponsors. Yeah. We're done with sponsors. <laughs> Alright. We made it. Yes. Um, alright, well let's move on <coughs> to our Netflix, Netflix of the week. Yeah. Um, that's where we each watch a, uh, something on Netflix, either a movie, a program, television show, documentary, what have you, and we give a quick review. I believe, are you starting? I think so. Alright. Um, so I did at the suggestion of one of our listeners, Exhale, um, yes, you can do that, and, uh, if it's something that I haven't seen or want to watch, I, I will probably give it a shot. Uh, so he was inspired by watching the toys that made us, and so he thought, "Hey, the uh, making fun should be a, a good, uh, you know, follow-up to something like that." Yeah, um, it is not. Um, <laughs> the, to- the toys that made us is infinitely better. Um, so this one is is really 
you you start watching it and it starts out like it is the making of the company and how they made you know all their bobbleheads or they started off as doing what are they wobblers what they call them yeah uh, and then they went into like their pop figures and how they just kind of grew and they were doing it out of the garage and all of that stuff is pretty interesting and then the whole that's like thirty minutes of the documentary that's the most interesting part of it. the the most interesting part of it and then the next hour is them just going to nerds and. Being like, hey, this is my pop collection, and this is why it's important to me. And I'm like, yeah, that's. I don't need to see a documentary about that. That's a Facebook video I can scroll past. That's not a. It's not a solid documentary. Um, so it loses. It loses a lot of its alert. Like it just gets really boring uh, with them kind of going, you know, through all of these different people and their collections. Um, I mean, some of their collections are awesome. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm all down for people that want to collect stuff. Uh, but I would have really liked to have seen more about the company and more about how they kind of get going. Because even though that first 30 minutes is really interesting, <clears throat> they do kind of make it seem that, like, three guys walk into a bar, and one of them is like, guys, we should bring back bobbleheads. And then they do. And then all of a sudden they're a fucking conglomerate in the nerd world. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that's not a solid business plan. I think there's there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, so, I mean, it's not a terrible documentary. I do think... Uh, once they start getting into all the collectibles and all the different people that they talk to, I, I think I barely made it. I, I got, I finished it, but it was, it was rough. So, uh, I'd probably give it about a 2.5 out of 5. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I, that wasn't my pick, but when you said you were going to watch it, I checked out at least the beginning of it, and I got to where it had stopped telling the story of their company and got to the going around to, I think I got to the second person, and I was like, Oh, they're just going to go around talking to people who are fans. And then I was like, I, I'm good. I don't need to see yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, um, all right. Next up is, who's going next? Is yeah. it? Okay, go ahead. So I did the Imaginarium of Robert Parnassus. And uh, thanks for the warning when I told you this. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a rough go. It is a very rough go. Um, and it makes me feel really bad because this was Heath uh, Ledger's last movie. Didn't he? He died during the filming of it, though, yeah, right? Yeah, like, he didn't finish the, it. The story behind it, the other actors coming on board, and then them donating their pay to his daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, is, is it a daughter? Yeah, yeah it's, it's a daughter. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a sweet gesture. Mm -hmm. But the movie... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not a movie made. Ah, it's, it's a trip, um, and I think had Heath Ledger, you know, been alive to do the movie, I think it might have been a little bit better. Um... It, it has to do with uh, essentially seeing your fantasies come to life once you step through this mirror that Dr. Parnassus gives you or uh, lets you enter. Um, and every time Heath Ledger steps through, he changes form or changes into somebody else. Um, obviously, he would be dead, but um, I think uh, Colin Farrell, uh, who else? Uh, Johnny Depp, Johnny Depp and Jude Law, right? Jude Law, yeah. yeah. You know what's really interesting about that, and maybe in a not really sort of way, um, but that's that's the the first movie where Colin Farrell and Johnny Depp are playing the same guy. <laughs> that's true. And then Jude Law is going to be playing opposite that guy. That's interesting. I've never that, thought of that. Isn't that some weird really? shit? Yeah, that's some weird yeah, shit. Yeah, because he's playing Jude Law's playing uh, oh, Dumbledore. Oh, yeah. Sexy that's, Hot Dumbledore. Yeah, yeah. Sexy Hot Dumbledore. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. It's the circle of crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, the 
the movie is very interesting uh, visually. It's also a little interesting um, how they kind of go into Heath Ledger's character. He's this, we find him, and he's, he has amnesia, he doesn't know what's going on. And then as he continues going through the mirror, he kind of pieces together who he is. And we learn that he's a shady piece of shit. And uh, you're, you're kind of hoping throughout the movie that working with Parnassus and trying to get people to come and see the show, um, that he kind of redeems himself. He doesn't. Mm -hmm. uh, he still is this crap. Spoilers! Jesus! He's been out for years, dude. Yeah. Um, but it's, I wish, I wish, I really wish he could finish the movie. I don't think that would have helped. No? No. The, who's the, the director? Is uh, Terry, Terry Gilliam? Yes. Oh, it's a Terry Gilliam movie. Yeah. That, that's all I, that's all you got to say. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. I know some people are like, he's a fucking genius. And I'm like, eh, that's maybe why nobody understands what maybe he's doing. You're on the drugs that he's on, probably. <laughs> so, what are, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm going to give it like a 2.5. All right. Two two point fives. All right. Uh, well, I guess uh, I, I will be going last. I did Hollywood Weapons. Ah, yes. Factor Fiction. Uh huh. And uh, so this is a, sort of like a reality show where they take the the it, it's like they copied MythBusters really. So they yeah. did. Uh, where they take some of the the stuff that's seen in action movies and they test it out to see if it would work in real life. Yeah. Um, and I know you watched the first episode. I did, because it was going to be my pick, and then I only watched the first episode, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. It's, and I will say this. He gets he gets better as the episodes go on. Okay. Um, but the first episode is hard to get through. Yeah. Especially because how many fucking times does he repeat what it is they're doing. Yeah, and it's... Uh, it's so... And he doesn't do that on any other episode. So I, I feel like the first episode was a pilot. Yeah. And I, I yeah, it's just like every two minutes he's like well, cause explaining the, the scene again. Yeah, and the only good part of that first episode is really when they actually start the... Everything leading up to it, it's like, okay, I get what you're trying to do. Stop. Nobody needs to talk to every fucking actor yeah. on NCIS. Like, yeah, we don't just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. We know that's what you yeah. have to do. But it was, for me, it was a little disappointing because the test that they were doing, so the, it's from a, a scene from uh, Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds, show, that's what it is. Where yeah. one of the agents gets uh, trapped in a car underwater with a killer, and another agent dives into the water and shoots through the, shoots the window open and then double taps the guy, the bad guy in the car. And they're like, could this be done? Um, having watched Mythbusters already, uh, <laughs> I know that you couldn't do that with a Glock because of how much energy bullets lose yeah, in the in water. water. Right. And so they tested it with three different guns. Um, one was like a super powerful revolver. Yeah. And he was able to punch through the glass, but he was only able to get one shot off because the, the tank that they were in, the, the concussion that was being sent out, it was like reverberating so bad in there that it scared the crap out of the guy. <laughs> yeah, so he came up. So he came up. <laughs> um, yeah, but later episodes were, I thought, much more interesting because he gets more silly in the episodes. Um, like he's always, whatever movie it is, he kind of starts off doing a little something from that movie and it's kind of silly and funny. Okay. Um, and then the guy who works for the prop shop is a recurring role. Okay. And that guy just hates him. <laughs> That's like their dynamic. No, yeah. it is. Like, yeah, it, yeah no, it yeah. is. But it Clifford is. says, uh, Clifford Fritz says, it's a, it's a bootleg Mythbusters two thumbs down. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wrong. No. I mean, fortunately, it's only a handful of episodes. Um, they did a Die Hard episode. Ooh. 
Oh, really? Yeah, and they tested the uh, the the going through if you could uh, shoot glass and then kick through it. Oh, like window okay. glass yeah, yeah, yeah. skyscraper. They tested that. I thought Mythbust- Mythbusters already did that also. Uh, they, they probably have. I, I don't. know. I feel like there's an episode of Mythbusters where they do, and it's not. They do it one step further, where if you can shoot out of the glass and then swing down into the glass below or something like that. Well, that's what they did. So they basically, and it looks really lame when they're testing it because he's basically they have uh, a frame built and they have the glass laid in, and then he's up on a ladder. In a full fucking suit, armored suit, because they can't throw him through glass, yeah, actual right. glass. And he stands on the ladder and he shoots the gun into the thing, and then they let him jump off the ladder and he swings into it. So oh, to kind of mimic, okay. to kind of mimic the effect. The effect of it. Okay, yeah, I thought Mister Bethesda did that already. And too. it did work. Like he he did. Uh, they they tried it with the that nine millimeter mm-hmm. like he does in the movie. And then they also point out that John McClane had one of the machine guns on him. And so they did a second test with that, and that, like, destroyed the wind. Oh, window. did it really? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm a, uh, just a point of fact here. Uh, the, the, the machine that he was using was also high. But, but it still, it had yeah. higher rate of fire. There was more, more bullets coming out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I can't, and now this is sad, but I can't even remember the other tests that they did. Because they did a couple things from the movie, and I don't even fucking remember what they were. Uh, they did a Predator episode to okay. test if you could actually mow down jungle with a uh, with a Gatling gun. Yeah, and their their test was less than stellar. <laughs> it was, wait, whatever they did, it was it was kind of lame. And then at the end, when they were like, "Yeah, it's totally it's totally works," and it's like, "Dude, you didn't." <laughs> I, all the, all the shrubbery that you guys had set up, cause it wasn't even a full jungle, they had like yeah. a fake jungle set up, and when they're doing it, like you don't see anything moving, and then they go over to examine it, and they're like, yeah, well this, this stuff's not as dense, and you can see where it, where it actually did hit, it did snap, and you're like, so, and you're like, no! <laughs> if this were Mythbusters, they would have said, Plausible or busted for sure. Yeah, for for sure. And also, you can't be trying to like disprove movie magic and then do a test and go, "Well, movie magic." Like well, that's not how. To me, because the, the vibe of the show isn't that they're trying to disprove it. But they're trying it, to see if it works. It almost it, felt like they're trying to prove it. Ah, uh, regardless. Okay. And yeah. then sometimes they'll ramp it up and they'll do things like they tested one from. Uh, uh, there's a, I can't even remember the name of it. It's a heist movie with Robert De Niro. Where they blow a safe up from the inside, where they fill it with water, and the oh, and is they, it the what is it, the the perfect the, score? The, the, oh, the, yeah, the score. One of the the score, like the score, that's the score. Is, yeah. And that that one actually did work. Like that is accurate. Oh, okay. You can do that because the the water. But but the the problem with it is that in order to do it, because safes are not airtight nor are they watertight. Yeah. So <laughs> when they try it the first time, the water just pours out of the safe. <laughs> And so they had to they had to fill it with a liner, and then fill it with water, and then it works. But anyway, so I I, I don't know. It, it is a it's definitely a poor man's MythBusters for sure. Yeah. Um, it's only half hour episodes, so it's a little bit tolerable in, in that regard. The guy's kind of an idiot. He's a goofy idiot. Um, I would give it maybe a two point five, maybe wow. a two. Wow. I got all the way through it. It's just it was kind of like background noise. Yeah. After a, a certain point, but yeah. So anyway, interesting stuff about the movies. That was all. Yeah. All right. Well, all right, guys. That that was uh, Netflix. Netflix. It is now time to move on 
Current events. Ooh. I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry. I don't either. <laughs> All right, what's first on current events, Dan? Uh, so first up, we got the Equalizer. The Equalizer. Equalizer dos. Yes. Uh, I am pretty fucking excited for this one, guys. I don't know if you can tell by the excitement in my voice, but uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm super stoked for it. I really enjoyed the first one, um, and this one looks like it's gonna kind of double down on the action a little bit more because the first one was kind of more world building. It felt like, um, and it wasn't uh, as as action packed as I, I was hoping. Uh, whereas this one feels like it's gonna be, he's gonna be the badass that you always knew he was in the Equalizer. Yeah, like he's not, he's not retired. Yeah, no, <laughs> he's not. Like he's actively going around. It looks like yeah, trying to mess people up who are bad. Yeah, and it looks like they they kind of do the John Wick plot where they're just like, hey, let's kill somebody important to him. And you should never do that to somebody like the Equalizer. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the Equalizer John Wick team up movie. Fuck you! Oh my god. Um. Yes, please. Uh, if you're listening, anybody that makes movies, um, fucking make that happen because just, I. Oh, dude, are you kidding me? Wick v Equalizer, Dawn of the Continental. I don't care. <laughs> Have them. Have them fight, then come together to team up on some bigger nasty. Um, I'm so on board. This is almost better than Fast and the Furious in space. This is <laughs> just just they go. Both of them go into a room. He starts his watch, and they just kill everything. <laughs> oh yeah, I need that in my life. <laughs> Exhale called it the Wickalizer. <laughs> I'm so fucking on board. Well, I mean, they're pretty much the same story, right? They both leave their lives and have to are forced kind of back into oh, it. Oh yeah, no, it would be yeah. that would be one hell of a mashup. Secret badasses. <laughs> so they just I call it, it that. I love it. Let's make a TV show called Secret Badasses. <laughs> I think like this like leads itself like perfectly because John Wick is on the run. There's only one man he can turn to for help. He, he gets an Uber ride from the Equalizer. From Dude, we are fucking riding Hollywood gold right now. And the Uber is a Dodge Charger. Yeah, dude, it's it's all it all works driven out. Driven by Dom Toretto. It all works out. And then at the very end, when everything's all said and done, Denzel Washington pulls out a puppy and gives it to John Wick <laughs> as a parting gift. And I I say that the we The dog's make, name is Peter. I say that we make Statham the bad guy and then in the next movie we find out that he's just a puppet so that he can become a good guy. <laughs> Look, wow. as long as he stops fighting sharks, I am totally <laughs> on board with bringing Jason Statham back to real life. That's a damn megalodon. <laughs> Sorry about the Meg. <laughs> Shut up, the Meg. <laughs> That's all I want to do every time I hear that. <laughs> the sad part is they had me at Statham fighting giant fighting shark. A shark. I do feel like that there was a point in Jet Li's career where he was asking his fans like what who they wanted him to fight. And that's so. That's how um, in Cradle to the Grave, I want to say, is yeah. where he fought Mark Dacascos. It's because the fans were like, "Hey, we'd love to see you fight Mark Dacascos," and so he did. Uh, was that I, Cradle to the Grave, or the, was that um, Romeo Must Die? No, Romeo Must Die no. was the sort of Asian guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's the sort of Asian guy in every Asian guy movie? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who was not? I. I I don't know. I can never take that guy seriously as a bad guy when I see him. Yeah. And so to see him fight Jet Li was kind of like, 
Do you know what you're doing here, buddy? <laughs> Even when he gets all crazy faced, you're like, I'm not buying it. Yeah. I'm not buying it. You, you, I've seen you just like a jerk to women in other movies. That seems like your, your stock and trade. <laughs> <just> your MO. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And, but no, I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Mark Dacasca. So, like, when, when that happened, I was like, yes. And then in typical, like, because I think Cradle to the Grave was made by the same people who made Romeo Must Die. Yeah, they almost so, felt like the same movie, really. And they did down to how the fight. In fact, the, I would say the fight in Romeo Must Die was a little bit better mm-hmm. in that Jet Li got a little messed up. Yeah. But the the fight against Dacascos was kind of pathetic. Like, Dacascos does nothing really to him before getting killed. Well, I mean, the guy is like the host of Iron Chef, so what do you want from him? <laughs> He forgot to say Ale Cuisine. <laughs> like, unless he has Ginsu yeah. knives, I don't think this is going to work real well. But it's just one of those where, like, they, they establish how badass Jet Li is because he's, like, kicking people's asses with, his, with, with one hand in his pocket throughout most of the movie, right? Yeah, right. But then Mark Dacascos' character is supposed to be, like, an equal badass according to their background or back history with each other. And then the fight starts off sort of like... <laughs> like back and forth, but no one really gets hit. And I think Jet Li gets like kicked once, and then it's just like I'm fucking done. I'm over this. <laughs> like, when's lunch? And he, and he kills him. But anyway, so my point was maybe Statham is doing that, where he's just like, "Hey, I've fought everything. What do you guys want me to fight now?" Stallone. How about a giant? Oh no, he did that. How about a giant computer shark? <laughs> done. Pay me. <laughs> Pay me my money. Anyway. What? Still not as good as exit wounds. <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut up. Shut your mouth. Shut up. I forgot about Was that Seagal and DMX? Yeah. Oh. Sure was. God. I think that was made and by the same guys, too. Like, yeah, I think it was. Michael J. White was in that no, one. No, it is the same dude. It is. Because yeah. remember, they brought back uh, Anthony Anderson, and then mm-hmm. they brought in, um, what's his name? Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, yeah. yeah. And they were the buddy side. They were That's the best right. part of that yeah. fucking yeah, no, movie. Yeah. Well, during the credits, when they're having their little back and forth on the talk show, and like Tom Arnold's yeah. talking about like masturbating while in the uh, tanning booths. And oh, I think, yeah. I think both, of, weren't, both of them were in uh, Cradle of the Grave, weren't they? Were they? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think they were. Uh, that's where they were like, we'll bring him back, I think. Yeah, it's it's weird because Anthony Anderson was also in Romeo Must Die. Oh, fuck. Remember? Get your Aaliyah looking oh. ass over here. That is Aaliyah, dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched any one of those three movies in a very long time. <laughs> all right, okay. all right, Clifford, you're redeemed. <laughs> <laughs> Did he say, he said, I was just kidding? He said he, he was, said, was joking. Unle- he said Unleashed was savage, though, and you were absolutely Unleashed fucking Unleashed was right. savage. Oh, dude, that movie is so... That's one of Jet Li's most underrated films. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Unleashed. That was, uh, that was Bob Hopkins. Yeah. Movie, right? yeah, yeah. In fact, I would love to see a sequel where somebody recaptured him and trained him again, and then like, yeah, no, I'm on Daddy, board. Goes through the whole process yeah. again. Come on, Daddy. Well, just fighting the entire UFC like lineup, dope. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, Un- Unleashed is a great movie. That though. is some of the most intense jetly action. Yeah. I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. Well, because it's so uh, untrained and it's so just like it, it's, it's not raw, s- savage. It's, yeah, yeah it's savage. No, you're absolutely right. It's not as stylized as the stuff normally is. So it's just him just being a goddamn animal, and it's yeah. so good. What was but, it? But more importantly, it didn't have DMX in it. <laughs> but I was uh, I was watching. Uh, I think it was like uh, the thing that FX does, where they do like the DVD uh, extras for a movie they play. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and they were doing the one, and they said they actually had to slow Jet Li down in that movie because his movements were so fast the camera wasn't picking it up. Yeah, I believe it. 
Yeah. I believe it. And that's what's interesting, too, is that that's why Statham and Jet Li fought in war. Mm. Because that was, again, it was the fans wanted to see yeah. them fight. But you don't think about the fact that they were in the one together back before Statham was a badass. <laughs> when he was still just barely doing yeah. the transport. Yeah, that's right. And remember his character, because this was, this was pre-transporter too. The character in that movie, he's supposed to be like a badass. Yeah. But then Jet Li's got the power of a god and just, <laughs> just like breaks his leg. <laughs> And actually, War, I thought, kind of sucked. It did. Yeah, war, it, I, war that shit let me down, actually. That was I, when I was so pumped for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then the final battle between them was kind of a letdown. Yeah, I, I agree. Actually, the whole plot, the twist in the plot was kind of a letdown, too. But yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Uh, uh, XL says they slowed him down and Lethal Weapon 4, too, for the exact same reason. Yeah. 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 In Hong yeah. Kong. Yeah. They, I, th- I heard they also, they sped up Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's getting too old for this shit. So all that to say, we're excited for the Equalizer yeah, that's, 2. <laughs> we went off on a tangent the Meg, there, right? boys. The Meg, the that's Meg. what we're no, excited no, about. No, we're not excited for the Meg. We're excited for the Equalizer 2. <laughs> Jesus. Moving on. Wow. Yes. Next up. <laughs> Next topic. Oh, so we're going to... Oh. So Danny and I are going to give a quick review of uh, Jurassic World 2 Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. um, Fallen Kingdom. And so, and we're, it, look, we're not going to get like crazy with spoilers, but there will be spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, maybe you want to tune out for a little bit, um, but we're not going to get too intense with it. Um, uh, so it turns out that the T-Rex is Kaiser Soze. I fucking knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, Danny, what did you think? Um, I liked it. I thought it was very entertaining. Um. It's not a Jurassic Park movie, though. Is it a Jurassic World movie? It's it's not even that. Like what I mean by Jurassic Park, like is like what is so significant about these movies is their location. It's they're on the island. They they have nowhere to go. That's why these dinosaurs are set the, well, such a threat me, to them. Let me ask you this: If before you walked into the theater, mm-hmm. did you think that you were going to watch Jurassic Park in a mansion? I had a I had a feeling just because the, the the promo stuff that was out. Like, did you think it was going to be Clue meets <laughs> Jurassic? <laughs> Who did? Park? Was it was it Blue in the conservatory with the teeth? <laughs> um, I I had some idea that this was going to take place like at a mansion. Um, yeah, it's at, I think it's at the X Mansion actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it is. <laughs> it well, nobody's the castle. there because they don't have the money for yeah, it. Exactly. So. <laughs> it does look a lot like that. Um. Yeah. If, so here's what I will say about this: If you liked Jurassic World, despite its flaws, mm-hmm. I think you will like this one um, because it has the same flaws. <laughs> However, no, there's one flaw that it doesn't have. They absolutely show you that Claire is wearing boots the entire movie. Touche. Touche. Yeah, but was it her idea? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Because that's the, the whole thing that is well, going around the internet, that it was actually her, like she, the actress, wanted to wear the heels. The director did not put her in them. Uh, and then, and every scene that she does in the movie in the heels is actually her doing it. Like she had to prove something. Yeah. But you're a director, bro. Just be like, no, that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And like it was such a big thing from the last movie. That, like the first time she gets off the plane... It's the first shot of her getting off the plane is of her boots. And then it pans up and say, oh, it's Claire. Yeah, she's wearing boots. Good for her. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's uh, there's a because the first movie does have a lot of dumb things, mm. i.e., someone out running a T Rex, not 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 let alone on foot, but in fucking heels. heels so yeah. <laughs> on like messed up terrain. Yeah. yeah, but this this movie has a lot of dumb stuff as well. Yes, probably more mm. than the first one. So it but is still, the, it is the Lost World then. It is. Yeah. It, I I thought so it too. Is. It is very it is. much okay. the Lost World. Right. Yes. It when is. I I haven't seen it, but when I saw the trailer and then I saw that like the movie just kind of changes kind of halfway through and you can kind of see the different where it takes place in the mansion and all that i was like oh this is literally the lost world they couldn't call it jurassic world the lost world because that's that's too much yeah no i agree jurassic world the lost park (laughs) lost park there you go because that that is what happens i guess Mm -hmm. so um, yeah they're they really ramp up the idiots in this movie so (laughs) I, I again, I'm going to spoil a couple things because I can't not talk about how dumb this is. Oh as, yeah, as no, a plot point. So the just the broad strokes, they and they kind of already alluded to this in the second trailer, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, we're going to save the dinosaurs, but then it turns out it's just a ploy to capture the dinosaurs, right? Because they want to sell them as sex slaves or something. Yeah. Um, no, I've seen the Lost World. Right. I, know, I know how this works. So, so they, was Vince Vaughn their secret get, weapon this time or no? Was no, that very, not, oh. very little Vince Vaughn in this? Oh shit! All right. Yeah. So he's still being digested, I think. <laughs> um, so the uh, so they they take these dinosaurs to this mansion that is that has these sub levels right that are specifically built to hold the dinosaurs. You still with me? I, I, still I with am. Me? Okay. I am. I, I already so, know this is going to go so wrong. So they've but been keep built. They, they've been built to hold dinosaurs, <laughs> big ones, small ones, even ones with chicken pox. Okay. I, <laughs> they, so they're made out of brick. Okay. Now, Mike, is this reinforced brick? Couldn't say. But if a dinosaur can bop through it with its head, I'm going to guess no. Mm-hmm. It's that like you would think if you're going to go with a brick facade, there'd be steel behind there. Mm-hmm. But no, uh, there's a one point where uh, Chris Pratt's character and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, they're in a cell mm-hmm. um, when they should have been. Okay, hold on. Let me back up. So, <laughs> well, you, if you're going to go through all hold the on. idiot points of this just, movie, you've got to go just, all the way just, back to the just, beginning. I'm just going to go to the, just these ones, just these ones. So they get captured. They're obviously opposing the bad guys. Sure. The bad guys have them captured in the cell, and they're like, um, "Well, what are we gonna what are we gonna do with them? We don't need them anymore. They've already gone." The end. The other guy's like, "Well, as far as I'm concerned, they died on the island. Let's go get a coffee." And then they <laughs> fuck. Up. It's like, so then just shoot them in the head right now. Why are you leaving them there? So they fuck off to go do nefarious deeds. They leave them there, and then conveniently, there's one of those dinosaurs with the bony heads next door. Chris Pratt tricks it into smashing its head into the wall. It breaks through the brick wall, mm-hmm. and then he gets it to ram the steel doors, and it punches the doors open because it's, it's really well-made for dinosaurs, guys. And then, <laughs> and then he, he unleashes that on this auction that's going on in the mansion to sell off these dinosaurs, mm-hmm. which actually it was a pretty satisfying moment it to watch was, this yeah. dinosaur just fucking running people down. Yeah. Not just run people down, launch them twenty to thirty feet with its headbutts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That so that part of it was satisfying. But then, like you have your uh, Vincent D'Onofrio type character mm. in this, played by Buffalo Bill. Oh, um, really, Ted Levine? Yeah, and he is the dumbest motherfucker <laughs> in the, in the world because they what's the the Indoraptor? Yeah, it's which I. 
I think they're starting to con- confuse their own science because <laughs> <laughs> because the <laughs> what was the name of the 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 one from the last movie? Indominus Rex. Okay, so the Indominus Rex was made up of a bunch of DNA from different dinosaurs, including T Rex and Raptor. Right. Right. So the Indoraptor has Indominus DNA, which in turn had Raptor DNA. So what the fuck? You're just so you're, what did they? You're just recycling make? shit now, and it's it's a bigger Raptor. It's a bigger, meaner Raptor, and more intelligent. Yeah, apparently. Spe- specifically bred for combat. Yes. So and they have it like laser guided. So they have a gun and they can target things and it'll attack that thing. Okay. Apparently. I'm, so, I'm assuming that doesn't work. It, it, it works. It does, but everything goes sideways when this other dinosaur gets out. And this is the one that's on display right now. This is down in the auction room in a cage. Okay. And when Ted Levine's character shows up, he's got this habit of going up to dinosaurs and yanking teeth out of their mouth to make a necklace with because he's a douche nozzle. So he sees it. Just like Buffalo Bill. <laughs> he see, he's such a twat. Like, he already saw everyone panicking and fleeing, and he comes into this room going, hey, where's my bonus? It's like, I don't think this is the time for that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and then he sees this rot desi- dinosaur, and he's like, who, what are you? And he shoots a couple of tranquilizers at it, and the dinosaur, like, hit, it, like hits it, and it irritates it, and you see the dinosaur go, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it literally does that. It, it literally does it, yeah. And, and he's like, got it. Opens the cage up, goes inside, and starts pulling a tooth out. And then the tail comes up behind him, and he does the thing where he looks back. And then the tail goes down, and then the, the raptor's eye opens, and it fucking smirks. It does. It smirks. It smirks, <laughs> it and then closes the eye, and then he turns back, and then it raises the tail up again, and then it fucking bites his arm off and then kills him. And you're just like this. How dumb is this right now? All that to say, I had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) It's still it's still entertaining. You are not selling this movie. So go ahead. So go ahead. Um, Yeah. No. I mean, there's it's full of stupid moments. Like so, the the movie opens up and it's there. It opens up underwater, and you see this two man submersible. Going into the Mosasaurus tank from the first movie. Now everybody's under the 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 belief that all these dinosaurs have died out because they haven't been being, they haven't been fed or whatever, and so they're like, oh, we don't have to worry about a thing. This dinosaur is long dead. <laughs> it's been months. It's been months or years or something, and so they're going down there to get the DNA from the the Mosasaurus skeleton. Uh, no, the, that is the Indominus Rex. Oh, sorry, yeah, the Indominus Rex oh, skeleton right. that okay. is perfectly preserved because it didn't get digested properly. I guess those Indominuses have strong bones. Yeah, um, and so they they hack a piece <laughs> off. They float it up to the surface, and this happens a lot in the movie, uh, like light play, where like you'll there'll be a flash of lightning or just like a. A yeah. spark or something happens, and you see flashes. Like a of, silhouette of something. Yeah. Or, yeah, It happens like three or four times in the movie with different dinosaurs. It's weird. <laughs> um, but it might be one of those J.A. Bayona tropes. Um, and, like, yeah, so the lightning flashes above this submersible, and you see, like, this giant mouth behind the submersible. And uh, they're communicating with the guy who's up top, and he's controlling the gate, the Seagate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... It's just stupid stuff. Like those two guys obviously get snatched up because it 
goes out and you're looking down on them above the water and you just see the light disappear from their submarine. Gone. And everybody's like, I can't reach them. We can't reach them. Well, we got to go. They're like, okay, but I can't reach them. And so the guys in the helicopter are talking to this guy who's controlling the gate. And he just is not getting the clue that they're yeah. being urgent. Well, look, look, it's it's pretty subtle, Danny. Let, let's say that you're that guy. Okay, yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And it's raining. Mm-hmm. There's a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can't hear the T-Rex behind you. Okay? But I have headphones on, and I've been in constant contact with them. <laughs> right, and you've got headphones on, but let's say they're static. Okay. <laughs> But you can see me, right? I'm on the helicopter. Yeah, I can see you perfectly. And I'm going, <laughs> I can't reach them. <laughs> and you're just going to be like, no, it's okay. <laughs> he deserved to fucking die. No, he did. He, of course. So like, the, the reason they're like motioning towards him is because the T-Rex has shown up. And again, another human outruns a T-Rex. Oh, well, yeah. Of course. Um, but he outruns. You, I don't know if you guys know this, but it's science that T Rexes only run. Well, it's the same T Rex from the first movie, so he's old. He's old. Yeah, yeah no, he's right. old. Yeah, yeah, he's too old for this shit. Yeah. It's, the T Rex is actually played by Danny Glover. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with Clifford Fritz. Uh, John Woo should have directed it. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning just strike, T Rex, doves. Doves. <laughs> T-Rex jumps in in slow-mo, dual-wielding. <laughs> no, no, no. Dual-wielding pistols. Yes. <laughs> Riding a motorcycle. <laughs> I feel like we just keep making better and better movies, guys. Jesus Christ. Um, but the moments that I did like, everything with Blue. Um, and Owen and Blue's kind of um, relationship, uh, how they go into uh, Blue's upbringing. And how they figure out, oh, Blue is, you know, essentially the beta of this group because she's the most em- uh, empathic and uh, intelligent. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Okay. I do feel like um, they need to kill B.D. Wong's character because yes. this asshole. How is that guy he, still alive? It's, it's poor scripting. It's just bad script writing because he's always in the thick of shit. Right when it goes down, yeah, and then he's just like, "I need the stuff," and then he gets the stuff, and then he just disappears like a fucking ninja. Well, I mean, maybe he is. I does know he, that's racist. Does he get out on this one because yeah. last I, last we no. see him, he gets jabbed in the neck and passes out right yeah. as they unleash the raptor. No, he, he makes it out. Was there like an after credit scene? They, that sh- I they showed a scene. No, it's not an after credit. They showed him off with the case. He had the case of the blood samples. Oh mm. man, I must have missed that. And I think one of those blood samples is supposed to be blues. With the tainted, and, and I don't T-Rex know because they, and that's what I'm wondering now because the, the, basically the raptor gets shot, blue gets shot, and they have to do a transfusion with the closest related dinosaur, which is a T Rex. And so later they want blue's blood, and they're like, it's tainted with the T Rex. So now I'm, I'm assuming the next fucking movie is going to be some hybrid T Rex raptor, which is the same fucking thing as the Indominus, but it's going to be different <laughs> because it's blue's blood. I don't fucking know where they're going with this. Also, they may or may not have... They definitely did clone a human in this one. So, <laughs> so we, may, we may have a human-dino hybrid, hybrid in the next Back one. the fuck up. Yeah. What? I, look, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's dumb. It's, it's, yeah. Is Jeff Goldblum the, the clone? 
No. No. Okay. All no. Right. no. He's. That would have sold. But me. he I'm definitely is know. the fly in this movie. <laughs> if you, that would have sold. If me. you blink, you'll miss him in this. Okay. I've, so all of his, all of his stuff is. He, in the he pretty much does the prologue and the epilogue. Yeah. That's yeah. It. All right. it. It's a really dumb plot, but it's a good popcorn movie. I will say. Okay. That. Yeah. No. It all is. There's, yeah. there's a lot of spectacle, a lot of uh, silly dinosaur action, tension, drama. Yeah. yeah. So people you want to see get killed, get killed, kind of stuff. All in right. the best ways. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I, if you, like I said, if you enjoy the first one because i i think there are a lot of dumb things in the first one yeah no i agree but i still enjoyed it yeah. and so if you enjoyed the first one i think you will enjoy this it definitely seems like they're they're planning a third yeah um with reasons that should have already happened <laughs> like for some reason now that pterodactyls have been brought over they can fly to across the nation, why couldn't they fly off the island before when they show them flying in the fucking anyway? <laughs> and, uh, and even the big sea creature thing, yeah. we saw how high that thing could jump, yeah. right? In the first movie, the Seagate is at sea level. It's like a few, it's like a like maybe six feet above the water. Not even, dude. Then they were showing that the fucking water was like right there. I would say three feet tops, and that thing jumped. Way the fuck out. <laughs> Even if it were six feet, yeah. that motherfucker could have gotten into the ocean already. Yeah. There's just so many dumb things like that. And yeah. just bad writing. So, but that yeah. bad writing was well executed. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Anyway, we've been talking about this far too long. Far too long, yes. <laughs> Next up. Next up is Marvel. Marvel. Um, A so, family company. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, so we haven't talked about this since uh, before this was announced. I know that Comcast was trying to be like big ballers, and then Disney was like, bitch, we have all the money in the world. <laughs> we have actual fuck you money. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I know they outbid yes. Comcast. Yeah, they, they upped it by, I think it was like 7 or $8 billion over the... So Comcast fired back, because originally it was like in the 50s somewhere. And, and didn't, then, didn't they... Took on like a bunch of debt or something that yeah. the company had. Yeah. So because Comcast, I don't think could do that. So Comcast was like, "All right, we're gonna bump it up to sixty-five. And then uh, Disney came in swinging their big dick and was like, "Nope, seventy-one, and we'll buy all your debt." And they were like, "Fuck yeah, that's what we wanted in the first place." And even though I'm sure everything <laughs> hasn't been like officially finalized yet, but that's that's where that's going that's, through. Yeah, right? no, yeah. that's going through. Comcast, they're not going to rebid. Like they they can't do it. So, so Disney is. So it's happening. To do it. Yep. It is happening. Deadpool's in the MCU. <laughs> Great. <laughs> maybe, PG maybe not today. Deadpool. Maybe not tomorrow, but eventually it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so thoughts. Yeah, I, look, I, I've been excited about this since uh, they announced that it was even going to be possible. I think, uh, you know, we might actually get to see some pretty good films um, in, the, in the hands of Marvel. Uh, them bringing back uh, the Fantastic Four. I just, I, you know what, it's funny because I actually just recently watched the, um, not the original ones, but the, um, the uh, old Fantastic Four from like the early 2000s. With like Jessica Alba and and young Chris Evans before he was a Greek god, um, <laughs> the, uh, he was still he, pretty Greek god. Oh no! Oh no! He was. He's always since the since the moment he walked out with whipped cream on his dong, <laughs> and not another teen movie. It's he was a banana a Greek, split. He was a Greek god. Yeah, he's just been getting better and better. Um, but you know what? I was surprised at how much I didn't hate that movie overall. 
Um, and obviously the second one is... It, I was I about to say, did you little, see the sequel? Yeah, no. The sequel is definitely where it falls apart. But, well, but the sequel was where they realized that their star power was Chris Evans. And so yes. they're like, can we just give everyone's powers to him at some point? Yeah. And that's when it got like super wonky. But that it's really not that terrible. I mean, yes, it's extremely dated. But I didn't feel like anybody did that no. bad as far as their roles. No, the original movie is... It's very campy. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, but it should it's be. Campy it's in the, the right way. Fucking Fantastic Four. Yeah. Um, but I am looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, those characters in hands, uh, in very capable hands. Uh, and, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe Chris Evans could just play Johnny Storm again. And. <laughs> In a dual role. In a now, dual role. Now that his cap contract is up. Yeah, and that's maybe, maybe. Guys. I mean, the guy does love comic book movies. Guys, one can fucking dream, and then he just plays Johnny Storm for nine years. <laughs> it could happen. I would just wait. <laughs> Flame running. <laughs> Um, so, no, I'm really excited for that. Um, I think uh, getting the X-Men properties back, I think, is a huge deal. Um, and I, I think Marvel will be conscious enough to, to make the right choices as far as that. And, guys, I know this is, this is – I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but we might get an X-Men universe that is not centered around Wolverine. I know. I know. It's fucking insane. I don't think that's possible. You don't think so? No. Yeah. It, it was a long shot. So just dust off you. <laughs> dust off you. <laughs> oh, he'd do it. I know he said he's done. Oh, no, he but would do they're it. they're like, hey. You want to be an Avengers? How'd you like to join the Marvel family? Yeah. How would you like Marvel he'd money? Be like, he'd be like, I'm already drinking the eggs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I would actually really like to see that. I would like to see some focus on... A lot of the other characters, and I think Marvel will be smart enough to kind of do them right. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, a, another great example would be maybe we'll get an X Men film that's not about Magneto just uh. just once, just one oh. out of the nineteen that they fucking made, oh. or, or maybe even just a good X Men movie with the core group of X Men. Weird. <laughs> This, does, that, does that include Jubilee? Not all this wonky, you know. That's yeah. Let's do yeah, it. Fuck yeah, it. You want, you want to see like an X Men ninety two? Yeah, because yeah, movie. Here's the thing. I don't want you to include the character of Jubilee and call her Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Well, I mean, you can call her Rogue. Just make sure it's not Anna Paquin and somebody who can actually play the legit character of Rogue. Because Rogue was a badass, yeah. not a victim. Well, yeah, but, she was a, I mean, she was a little bit of a victim. Yeah, but if we're going to talk about victims, I mean, fuck, Cyclops is like he's useless, useless in all of these X Men movies. Yeah, I don't think we would ever actually see. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say because in the comics, Cyclops is so fucking hated. Yeah, yeah, well, he's a Boy Scout. He's like no. He has become like bad guy. Oh yeah, he's also like, like in the newer comics, he's a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, like he's like one of the most hated characters in the Marvel Is he universe. Really? Oh yeah. wow! And they tried, they tried to sort of fix that. Yeah, but they did this wacky variation where like these young X Men got transported into the present, and then he found out what a dickweed his older self was, and he tried to change that by yeah, leaving the X Men, but... and he goes out into space and joins his dad and becomes a space pirate. Which actually was a pretty good storyline. I was reading it, but uh, I can't hear "space pirate" and not laugh. It's just I don't know why it's so fucking funny to me. Um, yeah, but see, the thing about that though is like 
comic books do that all the time, though. They're always kind of messing yeah. with, uh, you know, care. I mean, look, just recently they did that whole thing where Cap has been a Hydra agent the whole time, and mm-hmm. everybody lost their fucking mind, and they were like, nope, and they doubled down on it. So, and we still love Cap, yeah, they, even after outside of that. Well, but. yeah, because well, even in the comics, they ended up... Yeah, it wasn't yeah, really. Uh, yeah, they just they were like that never happened. <laughs> yeah, they just <laughs> well, they didn't they like retcon it and say it's like oh it wasn't really Cap it was like a clone. Yeah, well they, that's what I mean. They retconned it to yeah. be like it didn't happen. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, everybody yeah. was like get the fuck out of so here. They were so mad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I think they can do stuff like that with. Uh, I, I don't think anybody's going to be like, well, he's not the asshole that he is in the most recent story. Yeah, but I, well, here's the problem though: he wasn't even liked in the movies. So, well, yeah, but yeah, it was a baby. It, but that's because to, he wasn't to the point. To the point where when they made First Class, they were like, we don't fucking need Cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get his younger brother, then, yeah, who's then, older now. Yeah. yeah, right, that's true. <laughs> no one will fucking know the difference. <laughs> one shoots him out of his eyes, the other shoots him out of his body. <laughs> Chest, hands, we don't really know where it comes from, it just, it's just there. So, uh, Danny, are you are you excited at the prospect? I, I of yeah, Marvel reacquiring everything. Yeah, absolutely. Because like I think they've proven over and over and over again with the MCU that they can make good movies. Yeah, and I mean when you have you know essentially the source be your creative control. Yeah, you're going to make good stuff, mm-hmm. and that's why we see constant failure after failure from the DCEU because. DC's not in creative control. So um, they also make really poor choices. <laughs> they do. Well, well, that's that's not them. That's that's people who are in creative control. But see, we that's hard. It's a hard point yeah, to argue. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would agree with that. Because they actually. did put Jeff Johns in charge, and he is directly tied to DC. Yeah, and that and then they let him go. Yeah, he still <laughs> couldn't get that shit together. Yeah, well, I mean, he did, was he in charge for Wonder Woman? I thought he was. Uh, no, because Wonder Woman was yeah, the I don't think so. Wonder Woman was complete before they brought him on. So. Okay. Uh, the Justice League was the first film that he did with that creative control. And honestly, like I, we don't know how much time he actually had to do anything with that. Like that might have yeah. just been where he didn't really have much control, and then he got blamed for how it turned yeah. out, and then yeah. they <laughs> let him go. I don't know, but also he he handles most of the TV properties, and those are questionable sometimes too. Mm-hmm. So you know, I mean, yeah, there's a lot more you got to contend with. You got to crank yeah. out 22 to 24 episodes right. in a season, which can be rough, even at, even at your best, you especially know when I mean? you got so, what four or five shows running. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. So <laughs> they're all basically the same. same. So yeah. it's, it is, it's hard to say how much impact he really had or how much say yeah. he even really had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see these properties back with, and I don't think about it in terms of it being Disney. I know Disney owns it, but to me, it's still Marvel Studios. Yeah, it's, and it's Marvel. Yeah, it's and not Disney. The yeah. difference between something like Marvel Studios and DC Studios is that Kevin Feig has proven that he's got a track record of being able to build a universe and handle the properties that he's given to where they make money. So Disney is going to be hands off until it stops making money. Yeah, and. That's why you see such consistency because they just keep cranking out billion dollar films and yeah. Disney's going to be like, yeah, just, just fucking keep doing the paychecks, man. But that's a, that's a great transition <laughs> into our next topic. <laughs> Speaking of hands off until they stop making money. Ooh, that shit was quick. So there's a... <laughs> Forced out. 
You like that? I do. I do like that. I didn't know we were going to do that. That's good. That's well done. I got puns. I got puns. Well done. Well done. Uh, So there's, and this is not substantiated. It's It's, it's not at all. It's It's just stuff flying around the room. Conjecture. Yeah. But there is a rumor that Bob Iger uh, is considering firing Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm, Mm -hmm. because of how Last Jedi and uh, Solo, so Solo's actual failure as at the box office and then the negative fan <laughs> fuck you opinions guys. <laughs> of the last jedi <laughs> which i actually think it has i think it has more to do with the uh i think it has more to do with solo than it does the last jedi because yeah. while the last jedi didn't make the force awakens money like it's still a very successful but see, film but yes they did they can but <clears throat> see studio executives can trace it back to that is what they can do because mm-hmm. they can be like, well, people probably didn't show up for Solo because they hated Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. So they tie those you two know. together. And, yeah. yeah. And it's all right. And it's so like I look regardless of the, the arguments that people make are <laughs> so dumb because it's like when Force Awakens came out you're like, you just made the movie that I already liked. <laughs> and so then they didn't. And you were like, but you didn't make the movie that I liked. <laughs> What? It, it honestly, the only arguments I've ever heard, and I'm not going to get into it in the chat, so please don't. Uh, but the only argument I've ever heard, no matter where you spin it, it always comes down to it was not the movie that I made in my head. That is, that is every argument I've ever heard about The Last Jedi. That's, that's it. There's the, all of your other points are moot because that's what it comes down to. Uh, and it's like, I, I just watched it on Netflix and I was like, it's a fucking great movie. Yeah. I mean, look, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I, I enjoyed it, and I don't understand the outrage for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the outrage for it either. And, but, and look, I, it's fine if you don't like it. Like, that's, but, like, fucking harassing somebody off Twitter, starting yeah, a yeah, fucking petition, a petition to have it remade? Get the fuck out of well, here. And there's also, there was also a petition to have her removed. Right. Like, that's, yeah. that's somebody's fucking life. That's their livelihood, and you're like, I didn't like it, so they should burn. <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? They should be fired. Dude, you guys have every copy of Empire sitting in your fucking closet. So if you hate The Last Jedi, just don't fucking watch it anymore. And go fuck off and watch Empire until you die. Like, what is... Ah, oh, it's so irritating. Just go go watch the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> Where you belong. No, that you all of a sudden defend because you think The Last Jedi is... Like, fuck! you god i hate star wars fans <laughs> all that to say they're probably gonna fire kathleen kennedy <laughs> uh, I, yeah i don't know how I, that, I don't think that's a I, I think that's a very dangerous move i think it sets a, a very nasty precedent yeah uh, and it gives, well, you gotta you gotta wonder if they've talked to george lucas about this at all because she's been on board since what jedi uh no the head of lucas i think she I think she was brought on for The Force Awakens. Yeah, I thought she took well, over. She, she took she, over okay. when they got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So technically, a force, The Force Awakens is credited to her. Um, because, I, I mean, and that movie is like, what, the second highest grossing film of all time or something like that? I think. Yeah. So, Sorry, I'm just trying to. Clifford, I can't tell when you're joking or not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. He said the best part is the is the kid who used the force to grab the broom. Do you remember that scene? <laughs> that is very clearly a joke. 
It's pretty know. solid, though. Maybe, it's... maybe. Look, maybe Clifford <laughs> has a dream. All right, that's been oppressed for a very long time, and maybe that scene touched him in a special way. You don't know that. <laughs> oh. Although you're probably right. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, I, I think it. I think it does set a really dangerous precedent, and you know, I, I think. Uh, you are giving power to uh, people who should not have power. You are giving – if you do that, you're now giving credence to these people who are – you know, they're, they're taking something that they didn't like, but they're converting it into hatred. And you should never give those people power, ever, ever. And you are if you do that. I actually missed uh, – I missed Exhale's comment. It says, I hope Star Wars fanboys force choke on a piece of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, and when we discussed that movie, there were parts of the movie that were not good. Sure. But I, look, it's not a perfect film by any means. But overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I really liked it, and I think... I uh, mean, it's, look, it's no, uh, it's no Jurassic World 2, but <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 look, I really enjoyed it. I liked that it was something different. I liked that they were moving it forward and trying to take it in new directions, which is what you should fucking do for a franchise that's older than your grandma. Like... You know what I mean? Like, let's fucking move this thing along. Anyways. I don't, I don't think it's older than my grandma. How old's your grandma? I don't think she's that old. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded right, okay? Like, you got it really came, mad at Star Wars fans out, right it now. It came out in the 70s, yeah. bro. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not even older than my mom. It could be close. Like, I'm almost old enough. <laughs> Jesus. This fucking guy. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so, yes, Clifford says it was a joke to say that the film was lacking. <laughs> but still, like, I, and, uh, Clifford, let me know in, in the comments um, how, what, like, your overall thought on the film was. Because I, I do want to know, did you, are you one of these people that just, like, flat out rage hates it? Or, or, or is, that, is that where it lies with you, where you just, it was lacking a little bit? Yeah. Uh, let us know. Um, yeah, this this whole thing. Like, I I hope it's just a rumor from this stupid shit. Like with this petition, yeah, and all this. Like, yeah. if Bob Iger is that dumb, yeah, it'll it'll look really poorly on them uh, to mean, do that. And the man is he he is dumb. But <laughs> do you know he he did not want uh, the original Pirates to be made? Wait, what? Yeah, did not want Pirates of the Caribbean to be made. Thought it was a big waste of money. Tried to get it shut down a couple times. Holy shit! Oh fuck! Maybe he will fire her. <laughs> so what you're saying is he's he's a despot. And... Yeah. Well, I mean, he probably should have put the kibosh on pirates two films ago, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say maybe four films ago. But kill, keep milking that teat, I guess. <laughs> God, that that last one was fucking unwatchable, and I watched it. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, all right. Well, let's, let's move on. Um, I actually didn't have a graphic for this, mm -hmm. but I got to thinking about it while we were, uh, talking about other stuff. Oh, the Creed two oh, trailer. Yeah. The one that makes it look like Rocky four. It is. No, it is Rocky four. And he's fighting Ivan Drago's son. Yeah. yeah. That, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Why, why did you think that was not going to be the sequel? Why do all these boxers have boxers as kids? <laughs> they go into the family business. <laughs> Plus, I'm pretty sure Ivan Drago was put down after he lost to Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> He's probably sterile he was to not, begin with. He was not fucking treated as a human being. That guy was <laughs> he was a weapon or like a horse. <laughs> he was. So yeah. I don't think he was allowed to procreate. <laughs> well, you're taking wrong. me out of the story, Derek. you're wrong. If she dies, okay. she dies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I look. I I think it looks fine. Um, I I really enjoyed Creed, but I mean, let's not let's not kid ourselves. Creed was Rocky. Could uh, they for like? Could they just bring back Ivan Drago? They probably they could. probably will. I mean, Dolph's still there, and then he's out for vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> they killed- just awaken him out of cryo sleep. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "I'm not even going to box you. I'm going to beat you with my chemical engineering degree." <laughs> Because then, then he would be fighting the guy who killed his father. Yeah, that would, that would make a lot of, more instead sense. Instead of this weird, your father killed my father grudge match. Yeah. It feels weird. Especially, I, I don't know. It's, it's so weird with today's climate, I guess. Yeah. I it's, feel like the, the Cold thing War is, is over even though we still have weird shit going on with Russia. Yeah. It feels I, weird. This thing, I, I do feel like, because Kugler's directing it again, right? I, I think, I'm pretty sure he's... I only saw the, the the preview in passing real quick. I didn't actually see. Okay, you can sell the internet on that. on that one. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that uh, Ryan Coogler is coming back. And honestly, like he hasn't done anything wrong yet, uh, and so I, I don't think that something he's already familiar with, and you know, working with an actor that he's extremely familiar with, and a story he helped shape. Uh, I ex- don't really see how that goes. Excel said Coogler isn't directing this. He's one. not. Aww. Oh well, then now all my hopes have been destroyed. <laughs> Was Tessa Thompson yeah. in the first one? I don't remember seeing her in the first one. Or maybe I just didn't know her then. I don't know. I think I got asked the same question uh, by my girlfriend, and I couldn't provide her an answer. For what? Uh, for if, for- if that actress was in the first movie or not. Because... Oh, uh, now that everybody knows who she is. Oh, Tessa Thompson. Yeah, yeah, she is. Okay, okay. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She's and like I, she's I, like the new it girl, man. She's, she's, she's fucking unrecognizable. She's unrecognizable from Thor Ragnarok. But yeah, no, yeah, she's, I, it's I her. Thought I thought she was, but I didn't want to be like, yeah, she totally was. And then someone would be like, you're racist. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you're you're looking forward to it. Well, not now. <laughs> I was. Uh, no, I, I think it'll be fine. I, I mean, I, it won't have that Kugler touch, which I do think is something that really made Creed a better movie than it c- should have been. Uh, so not yeah. having him on board, it, oh, it well, seems... there you go. It's Stallone ruining good things. Oh, what? Uh, Weird. XL says Stallone and the studio... Well, it's partly the studio. Yeah, Stallone and the studio didn't want to wait for Kugler to be available. Oh, yeah. No, that's... So... Hey, sorry he made one of the biggest so, movies so ever. So guess what? Creed 2 is now going to be Expendables 3. <laughs> well, that's what you fucking get, man. <laughs> Jesus. Just let Rocky uh, die of cancer already. <laughs> I thought he was going to go in Creed, and then he I didn't. <laughs> anyway. Oh, shit. All right. So, all right. So let's, uh, shall we move on to the main event? Yeah. It's main event time. I don't know why I have to say that every time. I just watched the Ragnarok today for like the 90th time. Sweet Christmas. <laughs> so uh, once again, guys, spoiler alert. We are about to start talking about season two of Luke Cage. If you haven't seen it uh, or you don't want anything spoiled, now would be the time to tune out because we are going to spoil the heck out of it. But we've yeah. it's been, we give you what, a week? Yeah, we, we give our we you give got, you our, our usual. Yeah, you got you got time. Two two weekends. Two yeah, full weekends. Two full weekends. You're welcome. To watch 13 hours of television. <laughs> it actually sounds like a lot when you it, say it that way. Yeah. But and the fact that we did it in 2 days is pretty fucking 
Yeah. Pretty intense. I did it in one, but let's not. Whoa. <laughs> it's not a. Well, look, in my it's defense. Not, it's not a competition, Derek. Look, look, in my defense, I was flying in from Denver on Friday, so I got a late start. It's, it's not a competition, but I did it in 12 parsecs. <laughs> <laughs> Here, do the Luke Cage run in 12 parsecs. Not if you round down, buddy. <laughs> anyway. so And that's why Solo sucks. <laughs> Wait, you're alone? <laughs> God. Anyway. Han alone. <laughs> so. Han independent. Luke Cage. Yeah. Starring Nick Cage. No. Oh, God, can you imagine? That's where he got his name from. It is. Um, he probably would have jumped to the chance. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone full Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, if somebody was just like, Nick, how do you feel about showing up in blackface? <laughs> I'm cool with it. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> What's my process? Okay. <laughs> so, oh, um, a very weird <laughs> yeah. story. So, first, okay. first thing I want to address. Okay. Uh, because this was something that was, people, a lot of people were asking this beforehand, even us. And I think we kind of already figured it out before. But this definitely ignores the events of uh, Avengers Infinity War. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, it either takes place before... Or before, <laughs> they, I feel or maybe, like they, or maybe well after when everyone's been restored. But I would say it has to be before because there's not even a mention of like, you remember when you were dead? <laughs> remember when you just poofed out of existence? Can we take a moment of silence for that real quick? Although depending on how they fix it, it may, it may be like nobody ever, nobody remembers. Yeah, yeah nobody remembers. that happened. Yeah, which I think is probably going to happen. But, but in any event, yeah, yeah, it's not like it was just like. Everyone's dead. Like that. That's not there. Yeah. So. It's not the leftovers on HBO. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So how do you? How do we want to? How do we want to break this down? How do I, well, here's. I feel thing. like there is a lot to unpack. But. Uh, so Danny, unfortunately, since you haven't made it all the way through, we're going to be spoiling some shit for you. Well, that's, that's fine. I, I. I mean, we talked about this last week a little bit, and uh, me and you privately. <laughs> yeah. In my bedroom with no clothes on. Well, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. and then I, I also, you know, caught up with the uh, the wikis. So. Yeah. Well, right. I will say this: you weren't doing much talking with my dick in your mouth. Wait, what? <laughs> And he went there. He, he went there. He went there. <laughs> Hats off to you, man. Wow. Holy shit. Uh, I'm sorry. I was not ready for that at all. I'm just saying, it's really hard to talk with a cert in your mouth. You know what I mean? Oh, fuck. God damn. <laughs> wow. Woo, right. We are firing tonight. And that is why Luke Cage season two <laughs> is great. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Wow. Uh, so... <laughs> So my original question <laughs> was that's how, how we unpack this shit. Was how, how would you like to break this this synopsis uh, review? I don't know. Down? When we do these, I don't think we usually just – I don't think we go like scene by scene. We just kind of talk oh, yeah, about no, for sure. what, what worked, what didn't work. I, d- I just mean where do you want to start? Like At the beginning. That's a great place to start. <laughs> so it opens with Luke Cage. Yes. Um, being Luke the, Cage. Being Luke Cage. Um, <laughs> no, so I, just as an overall review before we kind of start getting into you know individual characters – um, I thought it was a great follow-up. Uh, I, I think they uh, understood the character a little bit more. I think they feel. Uh, I think they fix a lot of kind of issues that they had towards the end of season one, um, mainly with villains because you know Cottonmouth, like Marsh Ali, is just so fucking good 
doing his best Wesley Snipes, and it is <laughs> that like I, I and I don't say that as an insult because it is he is a goddamn highlight of season one, and then they do the bait and switch, and that's fine. But then they replay it. It feels like a whole different series after yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so I felt like this season did a really good job in making sure that didn't happen and making sure that all of the villains feel organic. They feel yeah. a part it of this did, world. It did feel to me though that the way uh, the way we left off with uh, what is her is it Mariah Mariah the way we left off with her in the the end of the first season. It seemed like she is kind of going in a different direction at the start of this season mm-hmm. before she yes. kind of swings back the way she was at the end of the first season. Right. So that was a little weird. I but see, but, I think uh, I think it was a um, it was a theme of you know you can never really. It's one of those things where like just when you think you're going to get out, they pull you back in type of thing. Because mm-hmm. I think towards the beginning of that, I think they really were trying to go legitimate. I, I think that was a, a real thing that they were trying to do. Yeah. And then, you know, Bushmaster comes to town and it kind of ruins all of that. And in that, she realizes that like, no, she's going to be all, she's going to be like everybody else in her family. And she's going to be a cold, hard bitch. And that's who she is. Um, so, yeah. No, yeah. And then... Bushmaster, what a great villain! Oh yeah, like not not only just on a physical level with Luke Cage, yeah, but just the fucking games he's playing mm-hmm. are good. And if you can understand what he's planning, <laughs> it, it's probably even better. I'm gonna recommend subtitles, and even then, yes, it's, yeah, it's, no, it's fucking tough. I watch everything with subtitles. Yeah, I do uh, too. And I I was so glad I started yeah, with subtitles because, because Jesus man, Christ, I, Jamaican but, accents dude, and look, the slang. Pro- wow, look, props to them for being authentic as fuck. Yeah, because. It they even on the subtitles like the subtitles wouldn't read it outright. It's, like yeah. they, it's fucking hard enough when he's talking to someone like Luke Cage who doesn't talk like him. But you get him in a room with other Jamaicans, and I was just like, <laughs> I know, so, somebody said <clears throat> Luke Cage. <laughs> Luke Cage, who him then? What? Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> it, was yeah. it was hard. It, it, was, it was a little rough without the subtitles. <laughs> um, but no, I, I think uh, giving giving Luke Cage a character that actually has you know development, and I think that's something that uh, they did in Jessica Jones season two, where they as great. I mean, Kilgrave was one of the best villains out of the gate, um, and then they they kind of kept that consistency with giving you somebody that's not an outright like they've only got one mission and one goal, and they're super one dimensional. Uh, whereas Butchmaster has, I think Exhale even said it, but he's got like this really rich history. He's got a purpose to be here. Um, and they could have easily just been like, oh, no, the dude's super strong and just yeah. let them fight. Like that would have been well, and, and, and that would have fallen flat, I feel like. And that's the thing. Like he's not he's not just a bad guy to be a bad guy. Like that's not what he's setting out for. He's out for vengeance. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. He wants and to be the man on top of the hill. He's, he's just ruthless about it. And when you find out how his family was treated right. by them, you can understand why. Yeah, you get his vendetta and... Yeah, the, but it's... Stokes. It's, but the Stokes. Stokes. Uh, Stokes. The, the fact that he's the, just... He, every time. Any time her fucking yeah. name is said. <laughs> Mariah Stokes. <laughs> With an S. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when you find that out, you're like, okay, yeah, that's... I get it. 
it's you're still a kind of a dick, but I yeah. get it. But it's yeah. also the other thing I really liked about it, and this just adds to that complexity is his own family doesn't agree with the ruthlessness that he's yeah. doing, and they protest it, and they're you know they say like you're putting us at risk by doing these things. We get why you want this eye for an eye, but. Um, I was holding off to talk about. Yeah, that, no, we're Excel. gonna get there, Exhale. Don't, don't you fucking worry. Uh, I voxed Derek <laughs> when I was on like episode six, and uh, you were just starting I, it. I yeah, think. I think I was on like episode two, and I was just like, <gasps> yeah, no, and that shit never grew on me, not once. What, what uh, we, yeah. Uh... Oh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, so I, I really liked that. I, I really liked that even, uh, you know, and I loved the fucking Luke Cage Bushmaster team up. That, yeah. that was, dude, I will fucking watch a buddy cop with those two. All, if that was all season three was, sold. Yeah. Fucking sold. So you, uh, Danny, you made it to, you made it past their first encounter. Yeah. Right? Uh, when uh, he goes to the warehouse and just yeah. lays yeah. waste. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then when when uh, he jumps him on the street, when he jumps him on the street, yeah, yeah that's fucking great. Sucker punches him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, which you know, what's funny about Bushmaster as I was watching it, I was like, oh, he's he's doing the the Jack Nicholson Joker thing because it's like when he when he gets there and he wants to be king and everyone's like Luke Cage and then he's like, he he basically does that. Yeah. What kind of a world do we live in? <laughs> When a man dressed up in a hoodie <laughs> steals all of my press. Like, that's... <laughs> he, he, has, just, he has the odd. Yeah. This town needs an enema. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's pretty much exactly yeah. what he did. Yeah. Yeah. It really does. Like, the, yeah. first time, when the first time Luke Cage, I think, is mentioned to him, he basically does it. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. But, you know, in a but, Jamaican accent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not yeah, gonna, no, no, I'm not gonna do that. They, they were way too spot on for no, me I'm to try to make fun of them for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> disgrace the Jamaican accent by trying it. Um, so yeah, but no, he's he's a great character, and I appreciate the fact that they didn't kill him. Yeah, no, um, I do too. So that he can be brought back for future villain stuff. Yeah, or not, or Who not, knows? whatever. Maybe another team. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Um, so getting into the other villains. Yeah. Shades. 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 Old Shades. I just, I want to put it out there right now. He's I, a, I, I am not into Mariah Stokes. I just want to point it out and he, let it be known. Yo, put these on. He's no, actually. On. Oh, yeah, here. I'll, I'll do it for this one here. Uh, I'm going to, he was actually, list, I don't know if you know this or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was listed in the credits for this season as 50 Shades. So. <laughs> was he? It's like it's uncanny, man. It really is. You you are Theo Rossi. No. I, you know what's funny is I actually I did uh, when I was a detective at the dinner detective. Somebody wrote that on one of their review sheets where they were like, "That guy detective looks like shades." Yeah, I don't know if you want that comparison this season. I don't. I was so like I, a- I felt like I had to qualify it the whole time because people were tagging me and they were like, "Derek, come get your boy. What's wrong with you?" He's turned into this like emotional puppy dog yeah, that is uh, way too touchy feely with her. Yeah. It's, it's, and it gross. was, and uh, I don't often like my girlfriend gets grossed out by like old people and stuff in movies. Yeah. <laughs> like showing, showing that kind of affection. 
and I generally don't, but this I was like, oh. yeah. I and, and look, <laughs> every time I, they were doing it, and it's like, it's not oh, even like. Look, I I think uh, I I think that you know that dude is he's not an ugly dude. Like he's a good looking dude. I don't think she's ugly either. Like at all. But those two together, it just... It's something weird. It's weird. It's yeah. fucking weird. It's, it's weird. And part of it is the dynamic of their relationship, but then part of it's just that it's just gross. Yeah. So. yeah no, it's, 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 there's nothing else to say, really. It's, uh, it ne- and it never grew on me. Yeah. Like, no. I was, I was so glad when they were like, when Shade was like, I'm not into this anymore. I was like, thank fucking God. Well, it seemed like at one point mid-season, like when they sort of... We're on the outs, and I was like, "Oh, thank God!" <laughs> and then, then they made up, and like, mm, I, was, uh, uh, I don't. Stop yeah, it's so gross. It. <laughs> yeah, stop it! Pants yourself, shades. Jesus, like, uh, I was more okay with him and Comanche. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'd have been fine with that, actually. <laughs> um, I, you know, aside their fucking awkward relationship aside, um, I did like the kind of kind of story arc of Shades. I, I like. I mean, he's one of those characters that I think they brought in, not realizing in season one, not realizing how much people were going to like him, uh, and then you know, bringing him back into this season and making him yeah. a little bit more of a core villain. He's the Daryl of Luke Cage. Yeah, no, he absolutely. You're fucking absolutely right. Uh, and there's no way that dude's staying in Seagate. Like, yeah. he's finding a new Comanche and they're breaking out. <laughs> His name's gonna be Apache, <laughs> and he's gonna jump on it. Oh shit! Uh, but yeah, no, I, I did. I, again, with just the the whole villain um, <clears throat> aspect of this, I think they did a really good job. Uh, and it, I I always enjoy when uh, showrunners can learn from their mistakes and you know just pretend that Diamondback wasn't a thing and really give you some good yeah. villains that you can yeah. you can you know focus on. Yeah, and so. and there was a, a, I want to say this, and I don't and I don't mean this in any like disrespectful way. I mean it in a really good way, but. Um, he Bushmaster had a real Black Panther vibe going on with like yeah with the uh, the nightshade that mm-hmm. he was using and mm-hmm. mixing the herb stuff that it was giving him the the incre- increased strength and yeah. resistance to damage and healing and stuff like that. Yeah, I, that's ex- how I felt. I, I was wondering if they were going to try to tie it to that at all. Right, and I'm glad that they didn't. But it's still like I like that. We're getting to see another part of the Marvel world yeah, that is magic. doing stuff with that kind of thing. You know, yeah, like, no, and and I do like that it wasn't just a, oh I did an experiment too like and and it takes a toll on his body like yeah. yes he can go toe to toe with Luke Cage but he is not invincible uh, and that's something that I think this this uh, season wrestles with a lot uh, and I I really enjoy that on both sides because. Once Bushmaster shows up and makes fucking Luke Cage bleed for the first time. I'll let you give that a try if you want to say what Oh, I, I can't read it. I can't, I can't see without my glasses. Well, stop being shades. No. This Jinkies. Is, this is what the people want. Well, uh, which one am I reading? Where am I going? Like, What's happening? I'm gonna, Danny is Mariah, and you guys are going to have to act out a scene. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Let's say like, that name again, I think, bitch. I think Danny's ready for it. <laughs> the strength of the Black Panther. <laughs> Stripped away. You will now have the strength of the Black Panther stripped away. Um, anyway. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. But yeah, it was nice to have and and a guy who looked like he knew what he was doing with the fight choreography. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And and the fight. I would say that throughout the season, the fight choreography was was good. Um. I do have a slight problem. There's one scene. So there's this whole and in in my opinion, it's it's poorly written. Uh, story with getting rid of Night Nurse's character. Mm. Oh, and okay. to me, the whole anger thing is poorly written because of the way it's written out. Mm-hmm. It's they're trying to do this build up, like he's kind of losing control for mm-hmm. some reason, and then the moment she's like, "I'm out," and then suddenly he's like, "Well, I'm fine." Like we don't ever, <laughs> we don't ever see it again. Yeah, it's. And, and I to mean, me, that's poorly written. But also when he has the fight with the. Um, What's the what's the name of the guy that's abusing the the lady? cockroach? Cockroach, yeah, oh, yeah. cockroach, yeah. So that's right. Here's my issue with that. Um, when he does the thumping on people and it knocks them out, and she even says, "You could have done that, right?" But he goes and he beats the fuck out of this guy, mm-hmm. and he's supposed to be angry. If he, with control, goes like this and knocks a dude out. If he rage punched that guy, <laughs> that fight would have been over on the first fucking hit. Yeah. Not, that wouldn't have been what it was. Yeah. yeah. And I had issues with that because it's like if he's so fucking angry, how is he how is he pulling any punches? Right. That guy should have just been paced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I get I understand the internal struggle, but I do agree that uh the the Claire dynamic of of trying to bring that out, I don't think it was done well. No. I think it's done well it, better later, uh after all of that, like where you you start to see him wrestling with the demons of just losing control and you know, Bushmaster serves as kind of like that antithesis to him of a guy who is gonna do whatever it takes. And he doesn't care, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then, you know, and then obviously with the end and the conclusion of him just kind of being like, "Well, I'm the Godfather now." Like, you know, it's uh, I, I like that dynamic, but I agree with you. I, I didn't think that that played out well. Yeah, I mean, and on on a number of levels, like again, when he loses control and punches the wall and only rips through the first layer of plaster <laughs> and doesn't bring the apartment building down. Yeah. Like to me, if he would have put his hand all the way through the wall at the very least, that would have sold it more. But yeah. to me, when it was just like, dink. Yeah. But they, and he punched it multiple times yeah. too. Yeah. And there was a, like loud sound effects. And you're like, what the fuck is that wall made of? <laughs> so, uh, let's see. XL says, I enjoyed the chemistry between Rand and cage. Uh, which we were going to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rand's demeanor wasn't nearly as entitled this time, and Aluminum Fist always <laughs> looks decent <laughs> against jobbers. His choreography wasn't ripped from an episode of Daredevil this time. Yeah. Um, although he still didn't look spectacular. Like, his, the, the, the fighting was better, and I think that was just because he was teamed up yeah. with Luke Cage, and their team up was, was really great. Um, but I don't know that this guy is ever going to be good. He made excuses that he was only getting the choreography like an hour before when they filmed yeah, his right. season and he didn't get a lot of like pre-show preseason prep like the way Charlie Cox did for Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. But it's like you you've had defenders? Yeah. In between then and now this like yeah. you've had time to and learn it's, shit. And it's not like Finn Jones is in high demand right now. So yeah. uh I mean it's it's hard pressed to be like dude yeah. you should you should come back as Danny Rand in Iron Fist 2 ripped to shreds and practically a ninja yeah. like and fucking get a new choreographer like just yeah 
Whoever fucking choreographs Daredevil, get them over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah, just and, using the same. But I, I will, I do agree with you. I did not hate Danny Rand. Uh, no, it's in, the most in, likable. He's yeah, ever it was. Been. Well, think, of, think of the dosage too. Like you don't have a whole season yeah, with the guy. There's that, but it's also uh, he is a lot more comfortable with who he is. So you don't get that whiny. You know, kind of. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Would you yeah. get all even through the defenders? It's just like, dude, fucking shut up. Uh, but then also <laughs> the. Uh, Luke- I know what you're trying to do, and I'm not going to do it. Okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> What'd you say about my mom? <laughs> uh, Save Martha. <laughs> That's basically how that scene played out. Um, but no, I, it's it's not. It wasn't even just that. It's also the the pairing between Luke and Danny where they do just kind of start poking fun at all the things we didn't like about season one, uh, where, you know, he does the, Oh, that sounds like a branding. And he's like, Oh, I'm the defender of, and then Luke Cage just cuts him off, uh, and just stops him from saying all that stuff. And, um, I think that is a really good indicator that they do kind of realize where they had the missteps with Danny Rand. Obviously they're not going to change the guy who's playing him, but they're at least trying to take steps to make him a little bit better. But also, you have your Luke Cage writers now writing Danny Rand. That's true. <laughs> I think is what helped yes. that situation. Yeah, but I, I agree. I, it, 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 I thought it was a very enjoyable episode where he yeah. guest starred, and I, I would like to see them team up again, provided yeah. that we can keep that same kind of dynamic. And if you can keep Danny Rand's character the way he was in this, but add some better fighting, yeah. I think maybe you could turn his, his series around. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you might actually have a good... Because second series on your hands. Because the one person from his series that seems to deliver every time we see her, Colleen. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Even in this, yeah, where she's got four seconds of TV appearance. And I will say that season. bar fight that her and Misty get into. Yeah. Oh, dude, freaking so, awesome! So good. No, I fucking she's so great. I still, love her. Still better than anything Danny Rand has ever done. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Almost like she actually yeah. trained or something. It's so weird. Uh, no, she, and she is, she's a highlight in this, you know, little thing. And that bar fight is a, is a great scene. Um, and I do like that they're, you know, allowing those things to kind of connect and, and stick together. So, uh, I did like seeing, uh, Luke Cage's father. Yeah. And, I really liked that dynamic. And that a dynamic, lot, actually. Uh, it does sadden me that that actor passed. That away. actor's so fucking good. So. That, that guy's good in everything. When he showed up, I was like, oh shit, it is about to get emotional as fuck now. Yeah. And there was, again, going back to the interesting dynamics with the villains and stuff, there's a great scene where Mariah and his dad have a conversation. Now, we, you know, we find out it's Mariah just trying to con him to get a phone. But like, it's, <laughs> it's actually a really interesting moment that you have yeah. between those two characters. Right. And I'm glad they didn't fuck. Um, <laughs> Which, the man's strange, a reverend. How no, dare you? No, strangely, wouldn't have been as creepy as Shades of Mariah. Yeah, it would not have been. <laughs> And I but would have been okay with it. And I, I wasn't sure if it was going that direction or not because I wouldn't put it past her. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he wouldn't have. <laughs> he seems pretty strict for the most part. Yeah. Um, and then we're introduced to Mariah's daughter, which we I don't think we ever saw in, in the first season. No, no we she wasn't. Yeah. And I don't even remember hearing about her. But yeah, I didn't know she had. She was just one of those little. Yeah, just like a, a one-off thing. Yeah. It... Uh, that character is very interesting, and in the comics, that character is not tied to those characters in any way. Right, uh, the character of Nightshade. But I, I loved her in this. Mm-hmm. I like setting her up as a potential villain for the future. Yeah, I thought, I thought that and was really good. Fucking what a cunt Mariah is! Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gonna get into that now? Oh God, Jesus Christ, does she turn bad? Like, and the and and. 
uh, Alfred Woodard, her her playing this role, she's so fucking good because half the time, I don't know if Mariah's an idiot or if she's crazy or psychotic. Like she goes from <laughs> like she you can tell like she is emotionally, mentally damaged. Yes. And yes. she does such a good job of switching gears. And she's extremely volatile and yeah. you you see that come through. And I there was a part of me that was like, "Oh, I'm really kind of getting put off by her like frantic mannerisms." And then the more I start to see her and the more she transitions from someone who wants to get out to someone who is like, no, I'm batshit crazy and we're going to take over the city. Like all of those things you start to realize, okay, no, you are, you are fucking mentally unstable and everything you do is dictated by your emotional state right then and there. Um, and, and then it just, it, to me, it just made her performance even better. No. And, and <clears throat> like when she's trying to reconnect with her daughter first as a political stunt, but then like she makes you, the audience believe that she genuinely wants to connect with her daughter. And when she gives this story about why, uh, like the, the first story, about oh, yeah. why, the, the first one. Yeah. yeah. And it feels, and it's, it feels super heartfelt and you're like, Oh shit. And then you get the second story, <laughs> the real story. Holy shit. And, and she's just f- cold as fucking ice. Yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah. Just her walking away as her daughter's just like, you're like, dude, that, Whew, that's some emotion right there. Yeah. And uh and of course it's when she gets her come up at the end, it's Oh. I and sorry, Danny, spoilers, no. but as soon as she fucking kissed her, I was like, That bitch is dead. She well, put shit on her. What's, that what's is funny is, done. is uh JoJo was watching it with me and she called it before then. Because oh, there's really? the scene of the daughter and she's got a book open and she's doing something with her herbs. Oh, that's and, right. And the, yeah. whatever it's not, I don't think it's in English. Yeah. But Jojo was able to translate a couple of the words that she was. No shit. At. Really? And, and whatever it was, uh, she was like, Oh, she's making poison. And I was like, wait, what? Cause I wasn't really, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. really paying attention. Yeah. And then when she showed up at the prison, I was like, Oh shit, she's going to poison Ivy this bitch right now. Yep. She uses nightshade, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. And that's how she, she becomes. Yeah. But as yeah. soon as she did that, I was like, Oh, that's uh, that's a comeuppance. Although it did go a different way than I thought, because I thought, and uh, it would have been really awful if they would have done it this way. But when Luke Cage went to see her, when everybody was like, "Stay away from her," I was like, "Oh shit, she's gonna die, and he's gonna get blamed." Yeah, for it. I thought they were gonna go that route too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I when, thought that too. Especially when, as she's dying, he kind of does the, "I'm not calling help." <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs> it's the whole Batman thing. Yeah. I'm not gonna kill you but I don't have to save you either. Yeah, it's the same thing, Batman. Shut up. Uh, Except he constantly does. Yeah. And every life the Joker takes, it's on your fucking head. (laughs) Just saying. I was, because this has nothing to do with Luke Cage, but I was was playing Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And as I'm going through that game, and there's the thing where he he refuses to kill the Joker, but the the Joker kills so many fucking people in that game. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, just kill this motherfucker. You are all these other people that are dying. It's because you refuse to take life. Yeah. Take so they're all life, on your hands. Take one fucking life and save many, please. Anyway, sorry. Luke Cage. Anyways. Uh, yeah. And that's why Luke Cage is the godfather. Um, <laughs> and he's basically the crime boss now. That's that's really where he's at. But yeah. the shot for shot parallels of the godfather 
I was a little, I was like, dude, be a little more subtle. Like, I get that's what you're trying to do, but I don't need the Michael Colleone kiss and fucking Misty, like, being Diane Keaton's character, watching the door close as they fucking call him Godfather. It was like, let's, we can slow this down a little bit and just, you know, make the theme a little bit more subtle instead of a shot for shot remake of the end of Godfather. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. Are we still live? Because it looks like it went off. Yeah, we're still going. On my end, anyway. Uh, yeah, I just I refreshed my video. Okay, because I refreshed mine and it's acting like the video's old now. So I'm yeah. not. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to field comments anymore. Yeah, sorry uh, guys. Can you? Is it? It's still live on yours? Yeah, we're still streaming. No, no, I mean on your phone. No, no. Let me let me close it out though. All right. Yeah, give that a try. Yeah, and this is why Luke Cage season two is good. <laughs> Um, I did want to talk because there's a character that I know you and I liked, but I know Danny didn't, and that's Piranha. <laughs> I did not like Piranha <laughs> at all, man. Are you serious? He was oh. such a fucking yuppie oh, dude. I fucking loved that guy. Oh, I hated him. I Just so annoying. Guy. Oh, he was so funny. Um, like, I mean, like, I'm so, I'm sure, like, he's one of those characters that you're really like not supposed to like because he's like he's a slimy lawyer. Yeah, but he's he's just I liked him because he was. So different than uh, most of the other characters where he's mm. just like this fast talking. Uh, okay. Just so you guys know, we did go off for a minute and then it went back up. So we're, okay. we're back up. It's just a new video feed. Okay. So weird. Sorry about that, guys. It's bizarre. We're not sure what happened. Anyway, we're back on. Viewer counts high. We're talking Luke Cage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Exhale says, uh, Piranha reminded me of the Black Mayor in RoboCop 2. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. But I think uh, I just, I, I don't know what it is I liked about him. Just like his fucking high energy and he just seemed mm. like fucking happy for everything yeah. he was doing. Yeah. But then you had those real moments with him, like when he was alone with Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, this guy's not all, all terrible. Right. Although he's an idiot, but yeah, yeah. I, I did. I did like him, though. And he's he's one of those characters like I, you almost kind of need comic relief a little bit because there is a lot of heavy themes that are going on in this season. Um, and then to just have him just be this fast talking, high energy kind of guy. I, I enjoyed it. I thought that was good. And and you didn't like him because he was like Carlton Banks. <laughs> it's like you didn't like him because he was black racist. Wow. Well, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> yes. No. Um no, I just because he was he was greasy and like the one thing I did like was when um, you know um, he hires Luke to like essentially you know be a photo op and then a bodyguard. Yeah. Um, uh, when uh, the the guns start going off inside the club and uh, Piranha's at the car, Luke grabs him and says, "You want to hire this hero?" And I was just like, "Oh, yay! You, you almost did it! You you said the thing." <laughs> Because that's, that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for a Heroes for Hire kind of thing. Yeah, to yeah. I don't know that they're ever going to give us that treatment, especially with the way this season ended. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's coming down the pike pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, next season's going to start off with a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke Cage taking a meeting. <laughs> it's, so, it's literally just going to be the Black Godfather 2. <laughs> I hope your first child is a masculine child. Whatever, like it's gonna. That's Hulk. I hope first child is masculine. Child. Yeah. It's just Luke Cage in a courtroom all fucking day. Mr. Cage, do you renounce Satan? God. 
All my businesses are completely legitimate. <laughs> We're just going to reenact Godfather 2 from now on. Where, where do you think they're going with that? Like, are you, do you think they're going to kind of have Luke Cage go dark? I don't... He's going to pull the, the Luke from uh, Dark Empire where he's like, I'm going to defeat the dark side from within. You can't uh, do that. Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> That's uh, not how it works. That's not how the force works. Um, I think they're going to play with it. I don't think... Uh, I don't think he's going to go full bad, but I think it's definitely going to be... You never go full bad. You never go full bad. No, unless you're Mariah Stokes. Um, (laughs) But no, I I don't think... uh, I I think something is going to happen that's going to force him to kind of reconcile and and really become, you know, uh, maybe a a different hero. But I think they might even play with him being on the dark side for quite a... Quite a quite a while into that season and maybe then, half the season yeah I, I think i think it's a good way to leave it it makes the character extremely different um from you know some of the other ones that don't have that because all of them are you know at the end of the day they're all kind of heroic uh so to have him be kind of like a a crime boss for the good reasons is like well so yeah right. he, he becomes the crime boss to take control of the crime right yeah so essentially yeah. he he uh he takes shades advice because shades tells him like look you're not going to be able to punch your way through water the only way to stop it is to just put your hand over the faucet and what he's basically telling him is you need to take over harlem and then tell everybody else to just stay out so he does he essentially just makes a treaty with all of these other guys and he's like hey you can still do crime, you just can't do it in my city because this is my city now. And he puts up that wall, but now, because he's done that, they all still get to run their crime syndicates. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He put up a wall? Yeah. Did he make them pay for it? He did. <laughs> he did. He absolutely did. Wow. Yeah, I know. He's making good on his promises. <laughs> Jesus. I'm sorry. That was a horrible... I mean, that's what they call it in there, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, and we, uh, we got to meet some of the new... Uh, new crime bosses that we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Not that that really mattered. Like who? Some of them were pretty expendable. Uh, <laughs> like crime boss first to go. Crime, yeah, crime <laughs> boss first to go. Yeah. Who? Uh, so, oh, that was the one that get that, that uh, shades killed, right? Uh, which I don't even know if he was a boss, but I think he was. Remember when uh, he shows up to collect money from him? And the guy starts talking crap about Mariah, and Shades oh. just loses his shit and shoots him in the face. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he does another one where he gets Comanche to womp on a waiter uh, because he yeah. thinks it's his aunt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, uh, the one thing that I, I felt really horrible about, because you could see it coming from a mile off, is um, Bushmaster's uncle. Oh, yeah. This guy, so this guy is the one that introduced Bushmaster to the the com- the components that have saved his life and given him his strength. Right. And he did it because he, he was shot when he was much younger and mm-hmm. he was just trying to save his life. He wasn't expecting him to do what he does with it. Right. And he's trying to steer Bushmaster away from his path, saying, you know, like revenge is not right. It's not the way. And you you can already tell you're like this poor bastard. He's gonna die. He's gonna die. Yeah. But I did not expect him to die <laughs> in the fucking way that he does. It's uh, that it's, whole restaurant scene is is pretty fucking gruesome. It, it is. It's I mean because even even when they're doing they, they haven't even lit them on fire yet. Like and that girl Stephanie that turns out to be like related to Bushmaster, she just fucking takes a Glock to the face like. They, they, it was 
that whole scene is so fucking cold blooded. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was rough. It, it was, it was harsh. And that guy just, the, I will say this, the fire effects were fucking awful. Yeah. Um, the, right. it, it was terrible, terrible it, effects. It should have been handled with it off screen and just the, the effect of yeah. the fire yeah. on maybe her watching with pleasure or whatever psychotic or whatever. thought yeah. was going through her right. brain and then just hearing his screams because the fire effect was garbage. Yeah, and it does kind of take you out of kind of the emotional weight of it and it takes you out of how fucking ruthless Mariah actually is because he's not dying fast enough so she ends up shooting him like six times while he's on fire and you're just like, holy shit, this bitch is crazy. And that's actually, that's I, I enjoyed that though because that's where that split starts to happen with uh with shades where you know shades yes shades is a gangster but he also and he goes back to this yeah. all the time but he's as like, we find out he's also a lover he's also yeah, in more ways than one um but he's there's also rules like you you know walking into a restaurant and and slaughtering a restaurant of innocent people for him that's like that's not what he does like yeah he'll kill gangsters all day but but at what point because when they first showed up it seemed like he was down with whatever the plan was supposed to be. And then it wasn't until, uh, cause like when the first girl was killed, it seemed like he was okay with that because she was the one that betrayed everyone. But it was when the other girl got shot that shades started looking like, Oh shit. And then when I, everyone else got killed and then he was like, I, I don't feel comfortable with this. I think it was something like, cause didn't he say that they were going to, uh, he said that like, we were supposed to keep him alive for leverage. That was the whole point. And so I don't know if he really thought they were going to kill everybody or anybody for that matter. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I thought there was a plan there to do that from the start, um, from the moment he was scoping them out and keeping an eye on them because, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, the whole eye for an eye thing with the criminals. But I don't know. We just know that he gets squeamish about it at yeah, that point. Yeah, he does. Has a little bit of a change of heart and then becomes a rat. Yep. So poetic, isn't it? Um, did come so the- <laughs> exhale says, is it just me or did his uncle take that scorpion fatality like a G for six seconds? <laughs> 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 no, you're, you're absolutely right, dude. He, he, he fucking cursed Mariah with his dying breath. Like, yeah, he was, it was like a plague on both your houses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly I how scratch. It, no, that's exactly how it felt. It was very Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so was there anything that for like didn't work for you? Um, I do, and look, this is something that I think all Marvel series uh, still struggle with, and and I I think I said this about Jessica Jones, all of them. Uh, they all struggle with with two things. Uh, one, they start off with extreme slow pacing. And I feel like they need to just stop doing that. I get that you want to set a lot of things up, but like you can speed that shit along because then it it does kind of lend to problems like with the Claire thing. And I know a lot of people were saying that some of the dialogue really up top was just kind of fell flat and it didn't really have a lot of, and, and I feel like every Marvel season picks up around five or six and then you're pretty much smooth sailing from there. Um, so there's that, but then also, and I don't know why they need to do this, but I don't think every single season needs to be 13 episodes long. I, I think it gets stretched out. And, and this one in particular, because I thought season, I thought episode 12 was like a perfect end 
to the sea. Yeah. Like I thought that's how it was going to end. And then you click on it. And you're like, Oh shit. There's a whole the, epilogue episode. The last couple of seasons of not just Luke Cage, but just of the shows in general have done that where it feels like the climax happens in the let's second to last episode. Right. And then the last episode is just cleanup filler and it's kind of boring. Yeah. And you're like, why? Why? Yeah, they're trying I, to they're trying to do the Game of Thrones thing cause... but but that's not. But even Game of Thrones fucking condenses their shit to eight to ten episodes. Yeah. So while while yes, Game of Thrones has every season of Game of Thrones is nothing happens, nothing happening, nothing. Holy shit! For like two episodes, <laughs> and then the last one is like, well, this is what's coming. That's yeah. but that works for them because they do that shit super quick. Yeah. Whereas Where this is something happens, nothing happens, nothing happens, something happens, nothing happens, something happens, <laughs> yeah, nothing right. happens, something big happens, nothing happens, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it, I feel like you could shave off so much time uh, by condensing. I think it would serve most of these Marvel shows better if they cut that shit down and, to 10, 11 episodes. And I really do. What's silly is the one time we needed 13 episodes <laughs> was the Defenders. When you yeah. brought everyone together. And you did that shit in four. That's not was, what we asked it like, for. It was like eight episodes long. And that was the one that needed 13. And then these other ones that don't necessarily need yeah. it. You're like, let's yeah. stretch it out. Yeah. And I feel like there's, there's, they still struggle uh, with that issue. Because I, I did not feel like it needed to be 13 episodes at all. So. Yeah. No, you're right about that. Um... I was trying to think. Oh, we uh, we got to see the the new arm. Oh yeah, Misty's arm. Yeah. yeah. Did it live up to to what you were hoping? I actually thought it was like a really cool like prosthesis effect. Yeah. Yeah, I it, thought I thought they did a good job with it. I mean, they they didn't go hokey and make it look like she was just wearing a glove. Yeah. Um, but it did kind of look like she was just wearing. A glove. It did kind of. Look like, yeah. <laughs> um, but not too much, which yeah. is which is fine. Yeah. yeah, I thought they did a pretty good job. The one thing I like too is that they didn't try to make her like a sidekick, really, and they didn't try to make her a superhero with it. Like no. she was just able to kind of overcome this obstacle that she had and really become the officer that she was really struggling with where her place was going to be in the force, um, the police force, not the actual force. Um, so Although, yeah, I don't know with her ability to see crime scenes. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Although I, but I do like all this stuff that from from her comic book character that we're getting. Yes, like, like her ability to see. You know, her, uh, I don't. I don't know what that's called. Um, seeing stuff. <laughs> div, let's call it divination. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, because because it it's not magic. So I was trying to think of some other way to say yeah. it, but I don't think there is. So yeah, her divination. Yes, and then, she can just. See it's but it, I like the way I, they. I don't think she does anything with sports though. Yeah. So, um, so oh, wow. but, and then when they and when they cut her arm off in in uh, Defenders, it was like, oh shit, they're gonna give her the cyborg arm that she has in the comics, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So I'm just glad it wasn't Hammer Tech, because then, <laughs> then you know it would just be just, flipping you off the whole time. Yeah. Like smacking herself with it. <laughs> Uh, no, but I do like a lot of the stuff that they did with their character, and it does add uh, a really strong kind of crime thriller element uh, to the whole season, um, where you know she is trying to do the police work, uh, and her you know seeing these crime scenes, and it, it makes it feel very uh, I don't know, it just gives that crime yeah. thriller feel to the season. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Excel says I'm glad it wasn't a Bucky arm, gave realistic <laughs> hope to the handicap. <laughs> And he also asks, how much do you think Rocket would pay for it? 
Oh, he's going to get that arm. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think he'd pay for that one. I think yeah. that one comes off pretty easily. Yeah, I think he just rips that one off. <laughs> um, I mean, that girl's arm. The one thing I loved about Misty's uh, kind of uh, arc was her flashbacks to her time with Scarf. Yeah. And kind of his mentoring of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really cool. When she finds the whiskey bottle in the drawer and has that memory of them having a drink. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. Yeah, and then yeah. he, he kind of goes into like, well, we could plant this evidence there. You said it yourself. Right. He's not guilty, so. Yeah. Or he's guilty, so. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was nice getting a little more insight into that character. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminded me of the, the Kilgrave mm-hmm. uh, in, in Jessica's head. Like, <laughs> yeah, in a little his bit. His appearance. Yeah. His, his, because that was one of my favorite episodes of that season. So yeah. uh, to see that actor come back. And, you know, get, yeah, like, see the, yeah. their, their history together and also make her kind of question her own methods yeah, right. based on that and right. ultimately leading to her decision to, like, leave the force. Yeah. But I also like, point. too, that it, they, they set it up where, uh, you know, uh, Luke Cage decides that he's going to embrace the line and walk that kind of shady path where she ultimately decides, no, we need to do it right. And this is going to be the most effective way. And now there's a huge rift between them where, you know, they were working together and now they can't because they're trying to do two different things. Um, So I I thought those thematic elements and their dynamic, uh, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, Let's see what else. The... Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't. I don't think I got anything else to say. No, um, I, it's, I, it's a solid season. Yeah, it television. really is. It really is. And I look. Luke Cage was. I thought the first season was great, um, and I think they took a lot of things that uh, you know they did well, and I think they just dumped them all into season two to make a really strong follow up. And I, I think, aside from my few gripes with the the way they kind of do things, they've been really good to me as far as second seasons go. Um, and which is hard to do because a lot of these come out swinging uh, when it comes to first season. So, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they'll keep the trend going. Yeah. And if, if Iron Fist actually gets a second season, cause I don't know, I don't know what the, no, it is. Uh, what the word is. It is. Yeah. It's already, I think it's almost done if I'm not okay, mistaken. Well, hopefully that gets the treatment that these other second yeah. seasons yeah. have gotten <laughs> and we get something yeah. way more interesting because that's kind of like. The first season of Iron Fist left off in such a weird fucking place mm-hmm. that the way he comes into Defenders felt really kind of weird and forced. Yeah, it, it does. And then, uh, and then even where he is now in this, where he's just like, I'm just kind of at peace with myself. And you're like, I'm just kind of cool, bro. Didn't Kan Lun fucking disappear? <laughs> and everyone died? Yeah, so... You can't even know. defend Kung Lung anymore. Yeah, so... I don't know, so we have to we have to address that, but hopefully they handle it in a correct yeah. way, and we'll see a Danny Rand that we like yeah. and want to see with other. Or, people. or if they're feeling really ballsy, guys, maybe they'll make a Punisher uh, season two where he's actually the fucking Punisher, huh? Huh? Maybe, maybe. I would just love it if season two just does what season one did all over again. <laughs> just retell his fucking origin story over and over yeah. again, but with somebody else. <laughs> We'll get like five minutes of him being the Punisher, and then he's like, and I'm giving it up again. <laughs> Gonna work construction. Until, God, I hated that series. Until, until some other shady person from his past. <laughs> Who up. also becomes Jigsaw. <laughs> no, it'll probably be Jigsaw. We'll yeah. probably be the villain. 
It'll be Jigsaw with somebody else, I guess. I don't know. Nah, who fucking knows? Yeah, who, who knows where they're going to go? With I never that. finished that series. To Look, be they, with they you. put a lot of time into setting up Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, I liked that actor. I liked, I did like that part of it. Um, and the way he becomes Jigsaw is so nasty. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. And so if we don't get a payoff yeah. from yeah, that, right. I'm going to be real upset. Well, yeah. I want to say, like, Ben Barnes, he's, he does a great job as, as, as Jigsaw. Like, yeah. Uh, and yeah. he, and you got to admit he 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 does a great pizza. <laughs> he, he does. He impersonates a great pizza. Uh, no, he was one of my favorite parts of that season. Uh, I, but I sorry, honestly, sorry, I never finished it. Sorry, Danny. <laughs> I know you didn't. I, I don't. Finish I don't know it. what's happening. I'm, you, you, I'm, you need to see it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just watch the last fucking episode yeah. if you need to. Okay. All right. Maybe just to, just to see how he becomes and you'll, jigsaw. You'll, you'll get what I'm talking about. All right. Yeah. All right. It's gross. It's dirty. Sweet. <laughs> so it's it's the highlight. You'll you'll it'll, you'll feel vindicated. <laughs> oh, good. You'll be like, it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth skipping half the season just to come to this point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's all I really need to know anyway. So yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you think? Uh, are, do you know if they're going to do another uh, Defenders? I don't because the, the first one was really. Not, well, I mean, we got to establish life. what happened to Matt Murdock first. Yeah, which I, obviously there'll be there'll be a season three of season Daredevil, three Daredevil before Daredevil. that, but I don't think they will. It, it, to be honest, because I don't think they I don't think the Defenders panned out the way that they no, wanted to. Excel yeah. says to watch the last two episodes. Ooh, all right. Well, thank you, sir. Um, yeah, I don't think it panned out the way that they wanted and yeah. it didn't receive the, so I think they're going to try to do just the individual series and do these like little minimal crossovers, which honestly I'm fine with because I think that has a bigger payoff than yeah. trying to bring them all together. Like it was a valued effort, but it just didn't I, work for me. I wouldn't even mind a few more crossover episodes. Like yeah. these one at one and dones are, they're great. Right. I like them, but if we could like stretch that out over yeah. a couple episodes. That's the thing. It's like these people live in the same city. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, yeah. But that's something that I think has made uh, something like Jessica Jones season one so effective is that is the origin story of Luke Cage. Like Luke Cage shows up and he's in there for a number of episodes. Um, and so I, I, I agree with you. I'd like to see more of that because they do it with all the side characters, all the side character. Foggy shows up in every fucking every series. Day, yeah. Um, so you know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they all kind of cross over that way. So, yeah. Well, so exhale, uh, the, the reason that is okay is because they were getting killed at an exponential rate in season two of daredevil. <laughs> and when you're bringing in new recruits, they don't get quite the training as the original hand. And so the skill level <laughs> falls off. <laughs> Although it was supposed to go up at one point cause they could hide their heartbeats, but we've never fucking addressed that again. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> So no. that's gone, apparently. I feel like they killed all the best people of the hand, and now it's just like, well, okay. It's yeah. now they're getting the, uh, the, the brown belts. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's face it, guys. The hand has become the foot. <laughs> <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Yeah, they definitely need to come up with something different for Daredevil to fight. Yeah, maybe Sigourney Weaver becomes Shredder. Then maybe that's. <laughs> I challenge. Oh, God. What a waste of a character. Uh, I oh, know. Yeah. Now we're just going to bitch about the defenders. Yeah. Uh, no, I, dude, she was, I was so excited for her to show up. And then, I, look, I know you had to do your little bait and switch, but I, it just wasn't. Yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. 
Anyway, uh, so we're out of time. Yes, and that's why Luke Cage season two is good. No, I mean, it Thanks. is good. No, it, it is, is good. good. I, I very much enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a great follow-up. So yeah, yeah, I, I, if you haven't seen it, I'd recommend it. I, I'll be honest. I actually wasn't excited to, to tune into it for whatever reason. Because I, like, I enjoyed uh, Jessica Jones season two, but I still had some of that taste of Defenders in my mouth. Yeah, and, and yeah it's I, hard to watch And that. I didn't even want to get into Jessica Jones necessarily. But once I started... It was compelling, and I, I saw it through. And this was the same way. Once I got into the first episode, I was fucking hooked, and I binged it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I plowed through it pretty quick, so, too. So, yeah. I, I recommend it if you haven't watched it already. Yep. But also, if you haven't watched it already, then now you don't need to. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff notes. Sorry. <laughs> hey, look. We spared you Shades and Mariah macking on each other all the time, God. so you're fucking welcome. I will, I will never be able to unsee that. <laughs> no. I, it's made me so uncomfortable the whole time. Just like trying to trying to have sex yourself and then just vision <laughs> pops into your brain and you're like, I need a minute. I need a minute. I need a, look, no, just, can you take off the sunglasses, please? They're very distracting. <laughs> why, why is she wearing them in the first I don't place? know. <laughs> you're going to be shades. I'm Comanche. I'm Comanche. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Woo. Oh shit, that's a terrible way to end the show. That but we're doing it. We're doing it. Terrible way to end the show. Oh fuck. All right. Anyway, guys, uh be sure if you haven't already, <laughs> hit us up on uh, on the social medias. Uh you can see it <laughs> below here. Follow us. Um go to our website, check out all our other shows. Uh Moons Over My Podcast, Cineblokes, where we review films and British accents. Yep. Uh comic wrap up. We have uh, the Dark Crusader comic strip, all kinds of good stuff. And uh if you you know listen to stuff on the iTunes or the Stitcher or the Google Play, yeah. be sure to look up our show. Um give it a give it a rating. Yeah, you know, give it a rating. Follow it, a subscribe, whatever the kids are doing these days. <laughs> whatever they call it. Yeah. Anyway, guys, this has been the Jack of All Nerds. We will talk at you later. Finger guns.